What up, Ashley? Hello, Mervin. Boys is getting quiet. Going to get crunk. Yeah. Head back to Longview, Kelly popping trunk. Yeah. I ain't even tripping. Yeah. Riding and I'm sipping. Yeah. Yeah. Let me come through four foes, steady tipping. Yeah. Yeah. On that new lap. Yeah. Watch the trunk crack. Yeah. Yeah. Let me sit sideways, CB running back. Yeah. Maybe AP. Yeah. Maybe AD. Yeah. I ain't even tripping because we some athletes. Yeah. Yeah. The more right, it must be a, uh, it's a nod to my co-host, not necessarily me. Especially if you ask her, because she just thinks she knows everything in the world, and I'm here to set her straight. It has always been one of my dreams slash goals to work with Ashley, um, to do anything sports related, talking with her, um, because she is one of the smartest people I know, especially uh, sports wise. Hey, a compliment. It has always been an honor, an honor to work with a cast member of the Doug Dynasty. <laughs> Ashley, I hate you. Okay. This is Ashley Moore, and you're listening to the More Right Than Wrong podcast. What it do, 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 people at the crib. At the crib. What is wrong with you? This is your girl, Ashley. That is Mervin. He already, he already tired of me. I don't understand because it's really the other way around. Every second. I didn't do nothing today. I don't know what you're talking about. Welcome to episode 25 of the More Right Than Wrong podcast, where your girl Ashley is typically more right and your boy Mervin is typically more wrong. Uh, well, today, obviously, uh, heavy on the NBA. You know, mm-hmm. super heavy on the NBA. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, the previous series and also the series to come and the current series, obviously. We're going to take a break. Black Girl Magic taking over the Olympics. If y'all ain't been on social media and seeing all this Black Girl Magic, just the magic dust sprinkled all over your timeline, we're going to fill you in. Carl Car- Nassib with the Oakland Raiders, who's a defensive end, is the first openly gay active player in the NFL. We're going to talk about that. And Merv's Minute is about what's going on in Dallas. Tragic, tragic, tragic. No, I said what's going down in Dallas, if you're going to quote me. Oh, quote what's me. going down in Dallas. It doesn't really matter. It's, it's the same thing. Ain't what's going on and what's going down the same thing? It's the same thing. But what I put in is what I wanted you to say. If I wanted Y'all you to see. say what's going on, I would have said what's going on. But I said what's going down. Y'all see what I got to deal with? You see what I got to deal with? I put something in there. And I wanted you to say, I, you read exactly from the thing. So if I wanted you to say that, I would have put that in there for you to say, but you didn't. So I have to correct you. See, that's a difference here. Mervin writes something and, you know, with my professionalism, he just assumes that I'm going to write, read exactly what he writes. Mervin can't read y'all. So if I put some down, <laughs> it's going to be some stuttering. He's going to be outwardly trying to pronounce the words as he's reading it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm so, not, uh, no, you know, I not, just, no, no, I just no, no, ma'am, there. no, ma'am. Spelling be champ over here. Uh, I can read. Okay. Stuttering Stanley. I, look. Stuttering look. Stanley. First of all, even if I was, <laughs> that's a serious condition. Thank you. We're not going to be a uh, uh, condition shaming people here. That's number one. <laughs> number two. My sister, my twin sister, I know she's uh, going to be listening to this episode. She used to have a really bad stutter when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Really bad. It was bad. Like, whenever she would say mama, she'd go, mama, mama. And she would stutter so bad, she'd have to take a break. She'd go, mama, mama. Like, she, it, was, it was so bad. 
But she got over it. Her right. son, Cam Cam, little Cam, he has a little stutter too. Oh. Definitely not as bad as his mom. Mm-hmm. But she got you know, she got over it. So right. you know. I'm just saying. Look, now granted, I will say, sometimes I do have a quick issue because my head be moving faster than my mouth can sometimes. And it like where it it, yes. it, it, it takes Mervin's, a second to come out. But Mervin's mind all I'm just saying, it already moves slow. That's why he talks so slow, because his mind moves slow. And then his mouth has to catch up with his mind, which is already moving really slow. And that's why he talks really slow, guys. Just throw that, throw that out there. You'd rather me, no, my mind moves 100 miles an hour. You'd rather me talk slow rather than me fumbling over stuff all the time. Trust me. No, no, that's why I always talk fast and I'm fumbling and stuff because my mind is just mm-hmm. malabetic. It's just pew, pew, pew. I just have all these things in my mind. And mm-hmm. then, you know, right. hey. Uh, but yes, this is episode 25. I am looking for something as we speak, and I'm trying to find it. Oh my God, you couldn't have looked before I pressed record? You couldn't have done that today? Yes. You reminded me of something. I don't know what you reminded me of. Just talking to you reminded me of something. And I was just like, yo, Ashley, you have to find that. But it's okay, I'm almost I'm kind of interested to see what it, what it is now before we really get into, into the show today. Cause yes, I bet you are very interested, aren't you? Although I'm low key, actually, it's a deal- shout out. It's oh, a shout out. Okay, I was about to say yes, dealing with you, out. I'm low key scared because I mean, as you should be, it could go either way. With okay, this. found it. Oh boy. So <clears throat> the other day, guys, I was minding my little old business, mm-hmm. you know, doing what I normally do, minding my business, you know, I ain't harming a fly, scrolling through the social media, and I get on Twitter. And Merv says, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is what he tweeted, guys. Mind you, I'm minding my business. I just happened to stumble across this entertainment. Merv tweets, hey, Rockets fans, do you remember when Clint Capella was catching lobs for y'all? Now, it was obviously a shot at the Rockets because the Rockets traded Clint Capella when he was, you know, very good and was in the running for most improved player of the league. And they traded him so they can go small. They're only and now they're losing. They're <laughs> they're trading him because they want to go small. And now they, you know, the Rockets are terrible now. And they lost fifty games this season, mm-hmm. might I add. And now Steven Clint Silas Capella, crying in press conferences. <laughs> and now Clint Capella is headed to the Eastern Conference Finals with the Atlanta Hawks. So, once again, let me read the tweet. Hey Rockets fans, do y'all remember when you had Clint Capella catching lobs for y'all? Well, good old Stan. Stan is from uh, U of H. He's hey. one of our old classmates. I'll give it to Houston. Stan for this one. He, he had me on that one. I, I ain't going to be mad. He had me. Stan replies, hey, Mavs fans, do you remember the last time y'all advanced past the first round? Oh, Lord Jesus, take me now, y'all. When I saw that, now, that I hey. died. I said, not Mervin being publicly shamed. Granted, you get publicly shamed on here all the time. Right, right. But homeboy shuts you down on the internet. Mervin is getting shut down every year, y'all. This man gets demolished hey. wherever he goes. Don't feel bad for this man because he used to it, okay? If you ever hear me going in on Mervin, he is used to it because that don't mean it's okay. Man takes look, that don't mean it's okay. People just be coming for him. That don't mean it's I'm okay. I'm gonna shots. Pew pew. I'm that don't mean it's saying, okay. You know? It's just, it's hey, just, not, it's, hey, look, it's you, Merv. It's no. you. Okay, but to be fair, I, I. I started it with that. I opened myself yes, up to it. Yes, it's an amazing did. comeback. I'm not. I'm that's, not gonna be mad about it. That's what I'm saying, Mervin. You do that though. You 
open yourself up to these things and then they happen to you and you just get shut down. You don't have anything to say back. Merv, don't feel bad for Merv, y'all. Merv always starts it. No, y'all, not always. Whenever I'm here, not always. whenever I'm here and I'm talking about Mervin, when I'm talking about Mervin, odds are he did something not always. before the not podcast always. started. Not always. Nope. Nope. There have been days if I've gotten I... on here on my best behavior, <laughs> and you start off the podcast talking noise. I I don't want to hear that. Okay. Oh, that's that's rare. You no, know? it's it's more often than not that I'm on my best behavior. Most times. And you most started. times. Most times, Mervin got on my nerves, and you know I had to get on them real quick. Anyways, let's get I to get the episode. Yes, you do. Let's get to the episode here. Uh, episode 25. Y'all, we've been doing this for 25 weeks. But you know, the content is just getting better and better. Well, I mentioned Merv's tweet that I stumbled across the other day. But I also have to pull something else up from you, Mervin. Uh-oh. Are you ready for it? I'm not. Why aren't you ready for it? Because I don't know what you're pulling up. You don't know what I'm pulling up. Well, guys... Um, was this last episode or the episode before last? The episode before last. Oh. Mervin. Mm-hmm. I see where this is going. Mm. Are, are you seeing where it's going? Because it's really the last two episodes. I know exactly where this is going. Oh, it is the last two episodes. I can admit. Well, hey, look. I can Before you uh, get uh, into wait, 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 it, no, no, I can no, admit no, I was no. wrong. Go ahead. Because <laughs> I, I know where this is how, going. But how wrong were you, Mervin? Clearly, very, well. How wrong Mostly were you? wrong. I was mostly wrong. We can both admit uh, I would not have been wrong. Had okay, it. guys, guys, before we, we know what we're talking about, right. but y'all don't know what we're talking about. Fine. We are talking about the Bucks Nets series. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple weeks ago, guys, Mervin sent me a text message. At the time, the Bucks were down 0 2. Mm-hmm. And the day before, I believe, the day of whatever it was, I was seriously on this podcast defending the Bucks because I was telling Mervin how good the Bucks were and that the Bucks will really give the Nets a run for their money. Mm-hmm. I was telling him how good they were offensively. I was telling him how good Chris Middleton was offensively. And Mervin said that Chris Middleton was not good offensively and that he could not score. Ain't that what you said, Mervin? I said that. Ain't that what you said? I said that. Uh, guys, uh, mind you, Mervin came on after they were down 0-2 and said he was going to completely murder my take. Well, guys... After that game two, you know, in the five games remaining, Chris Middleton, who Mervin said had absolutely no offense, averaged 28 points per game, shooting 41% from three. Now, does that sound like somebody who has no offense to you, Mervin? No, it didn't. I've been wrong okay. before. No, you were terribly wrong. This wasn't no wrong. This was not just wrong. You were terribly wrong. This man said they had no chance. Ain't that what you said? I said that. Mervin said the books had absolutely no no. Wait, Mervin said the books had absolutely no chance against the Nets. I laughed. And here we are. I said they had no chance. Get it right. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yes. Mervin laughed and said, absolutely no chance. No chance at all. You know, and I just I just want to throw that out there. Now granted. The Nets had to play with hard James Harden on one leg and mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving got hurt. Right. So that's but, a, if you're gonna present it, if you're gonna present the facts, present them hundred percent. But like you said James Harden was hurt, Kyrie Irving was out, and but, I know we're gonna get to it. I know we're gonna get to it. If Kevin Durant were to wear his uh shoes a half size smaller, they'd be they would have been uh they'd be playing right listen, now. Listen, I'm just Kevin saying. Durant played Kevin Durant played phenomenal in the series versus the Nets Bucks. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Like, there is absolutely no bad thing I could say about right. Kevin Durant. Although, that last shot on the buzzer, 
Game seven, yeah, where he tied yeah. the ball. What did I say? Listen, as an athlete, if, if, if oh. y'all watch Kevin Durant, if y'all watched him after he uh, shot that game-winning bucket with a second left to go in the game, mm-hmm. I mean the game-tying bucket with a second left to go in the game, Kevin Durant looked at himself so upset. And let me tell y'all why. Because as a basketball player, your coach always tell you, always know where you are on the court. Mm-hmm. Our coach would tell us whenever we shot a three, and our foot was on the line, our coach would say, that's a bad shot. It is. It's, the worst. it's one <laughs> it's of the worst shots shot. ever. Yeah. And Kevin, you know, Durant, you know, he's, his team is on his back. His team is on his shoulders, you know, LeBron-esque. And he just, you know, he just turned around and faded away and, and, and shot it. Like, he, I mean, the man, he had a sense of where he was, mm-hmm. but he didn't have time to just sit there and pay attention because the man had been playing all game long, okay? Right. <laughs> All 48 minutes at that point he had been playing. So, shout to KD. That would, if that shot had his foot been a centimeter behind, that would have been one of the greatest shots mm-hmm. in NBA playoff history. Right. And Kevin Durant, I mean, he already is clutch. We've already established at this point this man is clutch. But he would be, he would just be top tier. Right. And point. let's and let's talk about it real quick. You you let's you think about it. Before that game, it, I think we even. Me and you may have talked about it when we were watching the game. I don't know, but I know we brought it up. Was like uh, with the Bucks winning, does that save Coach Bud's job? And we're like, no. Uh, let me phrase that. With the Bucks being at Game Seven, does that save his job? And we're like, no, it doesn't, because you still are messing up when it matters the most. Think about it now, Kevin. I Dur- said if they didn't win. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. So think about it. If Kevin Durant is is an inch back, he's still gonna make that shot. So there's no question there. If he's an inch back, we're talking about booting hosers on the uh, in the unemployment line right now. Yes, we're sir. seriously doubting Giannis still. Um, we're talking about that whole team, but now we're talking about them possibly going to the finals because it's re- to me it's really going to be a debate about who's going to win between the Bucks and the Hawks. To me, you're you're saying we're seriously doubting Giannis still, but Giannis had a clutch game. Giannis had a clutch game, but what I'm saying is you can. It, how many times have we seen players have a clutch game? Their team loses. Now we're still doubting them. Granted, it's not not necessarily warranted because that player did their job, but that person is going to be we're going to be wondering about them because can, they still haven't won it when it mattered most. Can Can I give you a reference to what you're talking to off the top of my head as a player doing you know a great sure. job and their team still loses? LeBron James. LeBron now, James, it, and not it, just him. It ties, not just him. But but LeBron James ties exactly into. This scenario because KD dropped 48 points. Yes. Okay. In the game, he got to overtime. He scored zero points. You know who else did that? LeBron James. He scored 51 points, mm-hmm. eight assists, eight points. Game wins overtime, scored zero points overtime. You know why? Because <clears throat> J.R. Smith, Smith. <laughs> just did the, the, the dumbest play of all time. But, anyways, but, that's, but, I mean, but I'm not even. And they, t- still, and they lost. Right. And, I, and, and honestly, I wouldn't even think of LeBron. I'm thinking, you know, Dame Lillard, 55 points but, earlier this year, uh, playoffs. Luka Doncic scoring forty six. No, and I know it's different. Because Dame Lillard's team is absolutely true. No, and, and I know it's different for Dame. I know it's Luke, different for Luka. I understand uh-huh. that, but what I'm saying is, you still have that thought process of, okay, what is going on here? Maybe it's not him. Maybe he needs so. better pieces around him. But you still so. had an amazing game, and you still lost. So something I needs think to it's be different. Something needs to be changed. Once you get to a certain, once you become superstar status, 
the talk is completely different. Mm-hmm. We was all saying Dame Dollar did this, you know what I'm saying, but team right. still lost. Back when LeBron James scored 51, 8, and 8, everybody yeah. was talking about LeBron. Like, what do you mean yeah. you're talking about LeBron? LeBron did the best he could do, 51, 8, and 8. Right. Okay, right. what do you mean, LeBron? When it comes to Dame, we was all like, all hell Dame. Like, KD even. I'm sorry, but KD, I mean, he had an amazing game, but you know what I'm saying, we – People, we are pointing out the fact that he scored zero points in said uh, overtime, in overtime yeah. but he still does not get the but, scrutiny in which LeBron James gets scrutiny. I just want to say. Well, so, uh, J- Dur- if you want to go there, hold on. If you want to go there, Kevin, Dur- Kevin Durant didn't get on ESPN for an hour saying he was going <laughs> to go somewhere and naming himself the king. He didn't do all that. When you name I'm just saying, it with the crown. I'm just saying. I mean, he hey. is the king. The goat. I'm just with saying. With the crown comes you know, a, b- a bunch of responsibility. And when, I'm just saying. LeBron didn't live up to, to him for a while. I'm just saying. LeBron James didn't live up to it. Took a team of nobodies to the 07 finals. Nobodies. But when you name yourself that, you're, you're supposed to. No, but <laughs> when you name yourself the king, you're supposed to come through when it matters the most. And I'm not just talking did. about it. I'm not just talking about 07. I'm talking about 2011 as well. I know you, you talk about how good that. No, oh I know. Gosh. I know you're talking Back to about. That's what Stan said. When was the last time y'all want to play out? 2011. 2011. No, but okay. what I'm saying, I'm not, it's not, I'm not. I'm not talking about Dallas though. I'm talking about LeBron and what he's done. Which what I'm you about to say? What I'm saying I'm is he what named himself say? the king. He was King James uh-huh. from uh-huh. 03 to 2010. He went to a finals once and didn't win. The king usually wins. That's all I'm saying. If you're gonna name yourself king, you better be winning finals. That's all I'm saying. I mean, he, I mean, he has won finals. He has. James, he has LeBron recently. LeBron James been the king before the king. He you has recently. Gotta, one thing we learned from this net series is it does not matter how much you pay. Winning a championship has so much to go into it, which LeBron yeah. James has done four times, by the way. But you can't just buy the players. You have to have yes. great players besides you, obviously. Yes. But you also have to have the talent, the individual talent. And so many other factors have to go your and, way. And which LeBron, the King has LeBron, LeBron figured that out in Miami, but, too. The first year but, didn't work. Yes. So you can be the King and you just not. Listen, we were looking at legendary stats last week when. Uh, who did it? I don't know. Somebody had 46. 15 and 10. Who was that? Somebody had a crazy stat line like uh, that. Luca. Uh, and who was on the list of other players to do it yeah, in history in the playoffs? Yeah. Charles, no, no. Charles Barkley. No, yeah. Charles Barkley was on the list of players to do it. Charles Barkley is still one of the best players in NBA history who has not won. In, I mean, that's what we bring about. Right. He's never won a championship. So what I'm saying is you can be great in your team. You can be the king and your team just not win. Right. You right. can. Yeah, you can. But, but you're still gonna get. But you're still way. gonna get the scrutiny. You're still gonna get the scrutiny. Sometimes. Are you gonna get more scrutiny? It ain't no the scrutiny. It's more scrutiny. Yeah. We nobody gets to that level of scrutiny. But KD is up there. <laughs> KD yes. is up there with yes, scrutiny KD is. after making his decision, uh, which was worse than LeBron's, by the way. But let's just say KD did his thing. Mervin, you were absolutely wrong about this. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Um, and also, in not only did he not score in overtime, but he went over six. And the only the player who has won more than him, mm-hmm. the most misses by any player in overtime over the last twenty five postseasons, Russell Westbrook over seven. Uh, Russell Westbrook Ain't that can't crazy? shoot, but but, <laughs> but I mean, but KD, you... listen, I I I I praised Steve Nash uh-huh. last week because I said, oh, he's the only coach to have the balls to play his player for forty eight minutes. Right, Steve, you can only do that one time. Right, I was about to say you can't do you that can, again. You can only expect so much from it. Like you think about it, over the span of 
two days with the day of rest in between, the man played 96 minutes. But yes. At that point, before the extra five minutes he had to play in overtime. He's going to eventually start missing shots. I don't care how great you are. You're going to miss shots after a while. So the overtime. Fact, exactly. Oh, that's why he that's why he was scoreless in overtime. That's yeah. why he went over six in overtime. His legs were gone. His legs were Steve shot. Nash. Yes. You, you, and James Harden only said that for point nine seconds that right. game. Steve Nash, you have to you you can't do that, sir. I get it. You can't. You can't. I, I mean, I, I, I know that's a player. You're in the last spot right now. You gotta do everything you can to win, especially right now it's a game seven. But you take him out right. for a little you, you can take you him out for a few minutes. Yeah, you can't have him in a game for a whole time. But uh yeah. I mean as a player, you know, I did that once upon a time. One time uh in a real basketball. <laughs> we okay. were playing not the same. And we were down we were down <laughs> by eight same. points. Uh-huh. We were down by eight points. I brought us back in the fourth quarter. I brought us back. I was eight for eight from behind the free throw line. Okay, because I kept getting going in and getting fouled. We get to overtime. Your girl was like oh for done. four, oh for five. Like that was it. And then my uh, coach at the time, Angie, she'll tell you, she's like, Ashley, if you would have made your free throws, we would have won. Like, because I made my free throws, we got to overtime. <laughs> right. I literally scored a basket. I scored a layup at the buzzer to send us to overtime. Like, look, so I got us like, here. Somebody else needs my to finish legs, the job. Thank I'm you. <laughs> my legs are gone. And KD, that's how it was. His legs were gone. I'm sorry. James Hart was on the court. Granted, he was slightly on one leg, but he was on the court. Right. He could have. I, I mean, if you go back and look at the game, it was some moments James Harden could have gave you more than what he was given. I just want to throw that out there, too. But, You're yes, right. the Bucks won. As I told Mervin, Giannis had 40 points. I told Mervin, if Giannis scores 39, the Nets are losing. Isn't that what I said, Mervin? That's what you said. That was your number. Yes. I, I don't need to play it back because I said it. Um, and, yeah, Giannis dropped 40, and they lost. And Giannis was very clutch at the end of that game, even that hook shot over KD. Giannis was very clutch. At the end of that game, so let's give Giannis his flowers, okay? But if Giannis loses to the Hawks, <laughs> take him back away. <laughs> That's a, we'll get to that. We'll get <laughs> we'll get to that later. Take him back but, away. Yeah, that was just. But yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's go to the uh, the game in which, oh my gosh, where a man cannot step outside of his home anymore hold until on. he moves. I was about to say, hold on, I'm not looking at the uh, at the doc. What are we talking about right now? Well, Mary, I'm going to get to it, fam. Oh, the people bad. at home not listening to the doc. No, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, okay. I, I, like to know I like to know where we're going. I'm sorry. I like to know where we're going. Well, I mean, by what I said, you should have figured it out. Let's get to the man who can no longer step out of outside of his home anymore unless he moves. Mm-hmm. Or shall I say, until he moves. Right. Uh, that is Ben Simmons. Um, obviously, it took Mervyn and Lou out to get that. Um, anyways. Ben Simmons has been in the league for four years, y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay. He makes over $30 million a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Led the NBA this season in three-pointers assisted. He is a point guard slash power forward. He's listed as a point guard, but the man is definitely has a stature of a power forward. Mm-hmm. And to me, is more of a power forward than a point guard. Um, But let's get to his woes. When Ben Simmons first came out of LSU, people were saying he was the next LeBron James. Yes. I'm glad you mentioned it because I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you did. LeBron James. Now, I knew he was the next LeBron James because I purposefully watched LSU games to try to get it. I'm watching it. Okay, I don't see it. Is this the – I saw it. I don't know if you were – I don't. I think you were gone by this by that point. But I went to the game where he where they where LSU came to Houston and we saw him play and I was like, this guy. (laughs) You were sure him? 
Hey, he was yes. he was not all they that. Were, Granted, they were saying he, he was a one and done. James. He knew he was going to the league, but like LeBron James was better than Ben Simmons was in high school. Yes, in college. Yes. Okay, Ben Simmons is a college. LeBron James in high school. LeBron James is better than Ben Simmons when he was like I don't I don't understand where mm-hmm. we get the comparison. You know what it is, but it's everybody wants to everybody wants to build somebody to be the next LeBron or the next Kobe or the next Michael. But, it drives ratings. I'm, I'm hoping does, that's what it is. But this one, this one has some hype to it. Didn't right. it? Then it has some yeah. hype. Like everywhere you turn, people's like the next LeBron James. Like it ain't just one person said it. It ain't just one show said yeah, it. A few outlets had it. That's all it's. Look, okay. I somebody could be coming out. I could say they're gonna be the next Steph Curry, right? And all I gotta do is show you videos of this man draining threes on people, and like, oh, the hype is gonna get built up. That's all it takes. They did the okay. same thing with Zion. Granted, Zion's better. He just needs to learn how to walk than, who? than Ben Simmons. That's what I'm saying. Sorry. Oh, okay. Granted, I, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah wait, calm down. I thought you was about to say LeBron James. No, no, absolutely not. Okay. No. But granted, granted, Zion's injury prone, and uh, you know he needs to learn how to jump and land correctly. But mm-hmm. you know, even then, he was still getting all the hype. He was still getting all the buzz. Trey Young, when Trey Young was at Oklahoma, it was the same thing. He was getting all that buzz and all that hype as being the next Steph Curry, and in the back half of his uh, year at Oklahoma. He ain't do jack squat. Just saying. <laughs> okay, Mervin. <laughs> it drives ratings. Okay. That's why they do okay. it. Drives but you're not about to see me, you know, me being, uh, a, I'm speaking into this, a, a, a real respected sports analyst, you know, saying me. some mess like that. <laughs> you're not about to see me say no mess like that. And it could be because I'm LeBron fan, but I also know basketball. And I watched the basketball, and I was looking like, where do you see LeBron? Right. I just don't understand. But back then, he played power forward. And, uh, I mean, might I say it, his best years were at power forward. So, maybe we need to move him from point guard to power forward. But let's get to his his playoff performance, and then we can get into all that. Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons was 34% from the free throw line, guys. Mm -hmm. In the playoffs, that is the worst free throw percentage ever in history for someone who shot 70 shots or more. So for people who actually played, that is the worst free throw percentage in the history of the NBA playoffs. In the fourth quarter, in every single game, all seven games put together, in the fourth quarter, your boy shot three shots. Shot them, y'all. These are three field goal attempts. Mm -hmm. And dunks are included in this, by the way. Dunks are included. A dunk is a field goal attempt, so that's included. In game one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All the games combined. Mm -hmm. All seven. Yeah. He attempted three shots. Mm -hmm. Okay. In games two, four, five, six, and seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those are five of the seven games. The man never attempted a shot in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Mister, I make $30 million plus a year. Right. I, was about to say, I, I, have his, I have his future uh, salaries in front of me if you want to see him. What's the exact number, Murphy? Exact number. So he made $30,559,200 before taxes, uh-huh. obviously. He making uh-huh. 33 next year, 35 37 and $40. Uh, that's what he's scheduled to make <laughs> in yep. the next few yep. years. Yep. Uh, listen, hey, look. listen. This is a historically bad performance for somebody being paid all this money. Right. What, what is the total? One hundred seventy-seven million. Uh, yeah, like one seventy-seven. All this money for nothing. Listen, the Sixers have the third most expensive roster in yeah. the NBA. Did you know that? I didn't. Who are y'all paying? I know. Obviously, the, like obviously, who the, are y'all paying? 
Oh, you, oh, you're being rhetorical. Got it. Um, yeah, I don't know, cause like anybody else with an expensive contract, okay, it makes sense. I can see why they're paying Joel Embiid as much money as they're paying him because he produces when he's not hurt. I can see why. Joel Embiid is up for uh, his supermax this uh, exactly. season. And you know what? Give it to him because, or as um, I uh, saw a video the other day. It's uh, Mark Phillips on Twitter. He was uh, doing his his coach's impersonation, and he was saying, "Hey, look!" And he was in the locker room after the game. He's like, "Look, Joel Embiid, I'm gonna help you out. Go get go somewhere else. We're we gonna help trade you. We're gonna help get you somewhere else where you're gonna make some money. Because this organization ain't doing that, especially with the fact that they gotta pay Ben Simmons as much money as they do, or they're gonna have to trade him for somebody who's just as bad off financially. But yeah, I don't yeah, I don't get um, it. I don't get it. I I don't get. Um, and and Ashley, here's the here's the bad part of this." This is the first year of that contract he just signed. So that means he ain't done nothing for the past four years, and they still signed him to this much money. I don't understand. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Don't get on Ben Simmons like he ain't did nothing. Ben Simmons has made two All-Star teams. Ben Simmons has had been one of the best defensive players in the East for a while. Ben Simmons will drop 40. Ben Simmons will give you a triple-double in the game. But what is... Hold on. But, that's not but, slander. No, no, Let's no, not give another bad here's take. A problem. <laughs> here's the problem. As you can see, I'm sitting sideways, leaning in my chair, or chair on my desk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. What has been the biggest knock on Ben Simmons? He can't shoot. He can't shoot. And what has the league been built on the past few years? Shooting. Exactly. So he has why, to keep on his game. Absolutely. Why would you give somebody that much money when the biggest knock on him is the biggest thing that's driving the league right now? People, people love Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Why? Because they shoot. They even love Kawhi Leonard and Chris Paul because they might not be shooting threes, but their old man uh, mid-range shot you to death. That's why they like this. That's why this league is uh, this, getting the ratings it's getting right now. So why would you pay him that much money? And he can't shoot. Thought- because they thought he was going to evolve. Because they thought they he was going to evolve. They thought he was going to work. They, they thought, thought he was, was going to work evolve. on his game. Ashley, when, it, when is the last time we've seen somebody get paid a bunch of money because we thought they were going to do something and it worked out? Uh, Jan, wait, and it worked out? Yes. False. We're, uh, let's get into, dang, a lot more allowed out there? Hey, let's, get, let's get into what's hap- currently happening. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh-huh. He gets his Supermax contract, and the man is doing what? Developing an outside shot. When he first got to the Bucks, he didn't have a shot, and they're seeing the pot. They're seeing the growth, and mm-hmm. they're hoping, you know, it gets. I mean, you know, they see the potential in Giannis. Mm-hmm. People saw mm-hmm. the potential in Ben Simmons okay. as a playmaker. Okay, mm-hmm. he can he can drive past. He can, He's one of the best downhill players. You know what I'm saying? He can get to the rim. A lot of people. But they saw okay. it's a lot of players. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid used to didn't have a shot like that. Joel Embiid worked on his shot. Right. Okay. The big men are working on their shots. So maybe I'm I'm, I'm not saying they're right, but maybe okay. they Just saw. Make sure we're on the same page. No, 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 on that. no. I'm okay. not saying they're right because okay. Ben Simmons could never shoot. But maybe, pause, he could shoot better than he shot this series, but maybe they saw potential in him and thought he was going to work on his game and evolve. But he's been the same stagnant player for four uh years. And here's the thing, because we've seen since uh, the game on Sunday, yeah, it was Sunday, we've seen since the game on Sunday a bunch of stuff coming out. One of the biggest things is this man's don't listen to nobody apparently because he's been shooting with the, or he's listening to the wrong people, which is sad to say it feels his daddy. This man's been shooting with the wrong hand. Like, people have been saying he's shooting with the wrong hand, and it comes out he actually is. This man is right-handed, been shooting left-handed his whole career. Why? People have said he looks better when he shoots with his right hand, but he won't listen. So, and then, 
let's get to it. Let's get to the one play. It's one play I'm, I'm looking at. Uh-huh. And you know where it's going. And even Joel Embiid said it. It was three minutes. Huh? Call to, call to play for us. This is the radio. Come on. Three minutes left. Uh, Sixers had the ball. I believe it was a tie game at this point. I could, I'm not looking exactly at the the uh, game cast, but I believe it was a tie game at this point. Sixers had the ball. Ben Simmons has the ball under the basket. Nobody's around him, and only one person comes to close out, and that's Trey Young, who is noticeably shorter than Ben Simmons. We had this conversation last week when it came to Giannis. If I'm Ben Simmons and Trey Young is on me, and I am three inches from the goal, you know what I'm doing? I'm testing my vertical and seeing how many posters I can sell in a couple weeks that I can sign for little kids with me yamming on Trey Young. That's what I'm doing. And you know what he does? He passes the ball. For what? Go up. We mentioned how he took zero shots in the fourth quarter. That should have been his one. Pause. Not only did he not go up for the dunk, you were talking about how Trey Young was right there. Trey Young still was a little ways away. The man right. was open under the goal. Okay? Exactly. He and was open. You went. So we went from. Okay, and here's the thing. Trey Young's a smart player, right? He probably would have. He probably would have taken that foul to at least try to mess him up because he knew the ball. Had he, if he doesn't do anything, they're dunking and they're taking the lead. Uh-huh. Let me try to. Let me. I might try to foul this man. I'm not in foul trouble. I can waste one right here. But so, I mean, he's still a big man, though. I'm, I'm no, I know that, but I'm man. saying you, you're probably if he gets close enough to even try to do anything that would affect it, he's probably going to uh, commit a foul here. So, I, so what what I'm saying is Ben Simmons went from a guaranteed two, a possible three, to passing the ball. That man, I don't remember who he passed to. He gets fouled. It was Tobias Harris, I think. Whoever it was gets fouled. Doesn't make their shot. Misses a free throw. Now you've cost your team a possible two points because yeah. he only made trash. one free throw. Yep, trash. That's right there. I, I'm I'm not joking, Ashley. Right there when that play happened, I said this game is over. Atlanta won this game. Listen, Ben, not Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid was at the top of the key. Like, bro, what? What are you doing? What? what and he are mentioned you doing? it after the game. He said that's yes. when the game changed when we yes. didn't take an open shot. You, Listen, when we mentioned Joel and B's Supermax, that's about to he can earn up to two hundred thirty million dollars when he signs his mm-hmm. Supermax. If I'm Joel and B, I'm like, listen, he got to get up out of here. Yeah. You want me to sign this right. Supermax? I don't you care where he goes. I know salary cap. And all, I, I I get it, boss man. I get it, Daryl. I get it. But you got to do something. Somebody, I'm, listen, somebody is going to want Ben Simmons. It's just, what are you going to get for him? Like, right. if you don't just give up Ben Simmons, that's Some, what you don't do. Right. Okay. Right. So. We're going to get something for this. I, I know that much. Like, right. somebody said, uh, obviously, being in touch with Dallas media and what they talk about, somebody said trading him for Chris Hapsworth. He goes, I know. <laughs> no, I'll take KP. At least KP Vince, can shoot a little bit. <laughs> ben Simmons no. and Luca wouldn't work together at that all, either. though. Because how many times does Luca take over the point position? All Most the time. of the time. All the time. So what do you need? What do you need somebody who can't shoot for? What do you need Ben Simmons right. for? He can't shoot. Look, right. You want him to do the same thing, Ben uh, Luca? Unless doing? that wouldn't work. Unless we're gonna unless we're gonna change Ben Simmons into an old school center and just put him under the basket. And, and guard the big man down low. I no, uh-uh. yeah, no, nope, absolutely not. Yeah, no, yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I mean, yes, we keep talking about Ben Simmons. I honestly feel bad for Ben Simmons, honestly, because Philly fans are crazy, and Ben Simmons they That's hate true. this man. That's I, true. I saw this video. This man talks some let's burn his jersey. I'm like, dang, like, dang. Right. The Listen, man just Philly sucks. Fans, Calm down. Philly fans been dealing with Ben Simmons for. 
four years, mm-hmm. okay? Listen. Although, I, I, and I, you know me. Sixers, you know. listen, Sixers have lost in the conference semifinals for the third time mm-hmm. in four years. After a while, you get tired of it. Right. No, no all I'm saying is the, the Philly fan as a whole right now is in a bad way. I'm going to just get that to them. I'm going I'm to I'm cut them a little slack because they did just come off the Carson Wentz era too. So they they in a bad way. So if they if they want to burn some jerseys, I'm not saying I don't understand. I know. Okay, but you they know want a, they want a Super Bowl. Though. That's come true. That's there. also that's Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Carson Still, Wentz ain't doing that. Carson, Carson Wentz was Wentz he was gonna win the MVP that year. That's fair. But what it I'm saying Carson is, but after that, the decline has been <laughs> the decline I mean, has been spectacular. But how many how many teams can say they won a Super Bowl? No, that's true. You're right. Yeah, I'm but saying, what so. I'm saying is. The Super Bowl was a few years ago. Doug Peterson just got fired. Carson Wentz is in a new city. They couldn't stand Carson Wentz at the end of last at the end of last season and right or at the end of the football season. And Ben Simmons, they can't stand that man right now. So look, they're, they're in a little bit of a bad way. I'm gonna give them a little slack. I'm not gonna come after them like I normally would. But like you said, Philadelphia is not a city to slack off and be subpar. They will come after you with no remorse if you are not doing what you need to do. <laughs> Yep, and they gave him time. They gave him time. They, they have given Ben Simmons four years I'm to lose saying. three times in a conference semifinals. I'm just saying. I'm to never just, make it to a conference finals. I'm just saying. But I have another question, though, because, you know, we're going to talk about it. Right. I always get on here and I talk about Doc Rivers being, you know. Nope. I, I don't, know, I, I don't I, even I, care where you're going. Nope. No. Every week. Every week, don't I say something about you do. Doc not having it no more? Right. Don't I but say no, that? No, no, absolutely not. Because here's the thing. And and, and honestly, this is going to – I'm going to give him a pass a little bit for last year. We talked about Paul George when it came to pandemic P in the bubble. I get it. I understand the man's not balling. You should have taken him out. But this man's is getting paid a whole lot of money to be number two, be, to be player number two behind Kawhi, talking about Paul George. I should be able to leave you for, in for 38 minutes and trust that you're going to give me at least 25 points. If you were Ben Simmons, look, I get it. We know he can't shoot. We know he, he's not that player. But I should be able to leave somebody I'm paying, well, let me phrase it. My team is paying $30 million to you. I should be able to leave you in for, let me run down the, the game four, five, six, and seven. Let me give you his minute totals. 36 minutes, 38, 25, and 36. And you know what? Game seven should have been 38 minutes. But you know why he wasn't in the last couple minutes? Because they knew he was going to get put on the free throw line and couldn't shoot a free throw. I should not have to worry about that as a coach. I should be able to leave you in knowing that you're going to go out there and produce at least 25 points if you're getting paid $30 million a game. Base. Just bare minimum. Give me 25 points. That's all I'm asking for you. I and mean, we can he win didn't it. average 25 in a regular season. I just want to throw it out there. So you can't expect him to get that in the playoffs. But I should – okay. Just well, I understand you, what you're saying. But, but I should be able to trust you to do that. That's the problem. So it's not – look, I get it. He, he wasn't doing nothing. Why would you expect now? But I would hope that eventually something's going to click to where you're like, dude, I don't know nothing about next year. We can't do nothing about the past. But right now, I need you to figure out something to justify why we're giving you $30 million. And maybe it's not Doc Rivers saying that. Maybe it's Darren Morey. Maybe it's the uh, the ownership. Somebody is saying that. Like, why? Why am I paying this man this much money and I can't trust him to be on the court in the final two minutes? So you think their loss is solely on Ben Simmons? I'm not saying it's solely on Ben Simmons at all. 
So you don't think Doc Rivers had anything to do with it? I'm not. That's not what I'm saying either. I'm saying that's, it's a combination. I mean, that's what it sounds like to no, me. No, because because I I just want to make sure we're not putting this all on Doc Rivers. That's all I'm saying. Oh no, I'm gonna put it all on Doc Rivers. Okay. But a lot of it goes to Doc Rivers. Yes, a lot. I give Ben Simmons like sixty percent, and I get actually I give Ben Simmons like, yeah like sixty percent. I give Doc the other forty percent. It's definitely a Doc Rivers problem as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Doc Rivers has had several collapses while in charge. Okay. Uh Don't I bring this up all the time. I'm sorry. But last week was the, not last week, last year was the choke job like no other. Okay. Let's talk about, I talked about the records, Ben Simmons, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, worst free throw percentage in the history of the, just saying. Uh, Let's talk about the NBA records Doc broke this year. Well, your man, uh, (laughs) Has had nine career game seven losses, mm-hmm. NBA record. 29 losses in series clinching games, NBA record. Blown 11 playoff series when ahead in the series, record. And Doc Rivers has lost a game in which he was down, which he had an 18-point lead. Very next game, 26-point lead. Mm-hmm. Lost both of them back-to-back consecutive games. Mm-hmm. No other coach in the history of the NBA has ever lost two back-to-back playoff games by up by, by an average of 18 points. Nobody. I, mm-hmm. All those things I just said. Doc Rivers has a history of losing, okay? Yeah. A history. Doc Rivers has made history by losing. But we're just not going to say that it's, 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 it's not Doc Rivers as well. Uh, no, I look. understand. Doc Rivers, is. I understand he the coach. He ain't, he ain't play a single minute. Right. I get that. I get that. But if you're up 26 points yeah, you shouldn't in lose a game, game. You shouldn't lose that game. And you lose. You're up 26 points in the third quarter. Yeah, you shouldn't lose that game. And you lose. You should not lose that game. Coach, I'm sorry. That right there has a lot. Of, that right there has yes. a lot to do with coaching. I, and I'll now, say, these other games, mm-hmm. the 18-point lead, I give them that one. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's hap- That happens the all the time. Literally happens every other game. But 26 points in the third quarter and you lose. I'm sorry. That game right there was on coaching. Yes. No, I, and honestly, I thought we were talking about only game seven. I didn't know we was going through the whole series. The whole series, so, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah, the whole series, yeah. <laughs> I, I give Doc a little bit more for that. Like you said, the 18-point lead, it shouldn't happen, but we've seen you, – you can f- pick a game that has a 15- to 20-point lead, and that team loses the game. That happens but, all the time in this league. Back-to-back, 18 points, yeah, 26 exactly, points. Back-to-back, exactly. no coach has ever lost back-to-back yeah. games, averaged 18 points. Mm-hmm. Listen – we ain't even want to talk about Doc Rivers now. Remember last year? Doc Rivers collapsed mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Remember that? Uh, let's see. Doc Rivers, when he was with the Celtics, he had the first modern-day big three, did he not? He did. He had the team for a very long time, did he not? Yep. And he won how many championships? Uno. Uno. Uno? Yep. One? One. One. Okay. Well, he had the first modern-day big three, right? Mm-hmm. Miami Heat came after that. Golden State came after mm-hmm. that. Miami Heat, two rings. Golden State, Three rings. Homeboy only got one ring. I'm just saying. These other coaches just snagged him up. Yeah. Then Doc Rivers went to the Clippers for seven years. He had a big three with the Clippers, essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, and Blake Griffin. Yeah. Who all of them were playing out of their mind with the Clippers. For seven years, he did not make the Western Conference Finals. Not mm-hmm. one time. Tyler gets over there and makes it his first year, which is the first in the organization's history of ever making a Western Conference Finals. But Doc Rivers had seven years to do it, couldn't mm-hmm. do it. Ty Lue comes in and does it his first year. One of those games, Pauls, one of those series, he clinched without his best player on the court. Right. You can't tell me Doc Rivers ain't the problem as well. All I'm saying is he's not all the problem. I'm just saying he's not the whole problem. Now, 
But he's a major problem. He is a major problem. He needs to figure okay, out. Okay. As long as you uh, he, no, agree yeah, with no, me. No, I'm not saying, you know. no, I'm not saying he's 100% free on this. Absolutely not. I'm just saying he doesn't deserve all the blame. That's what I'm saying. He, he Listen, we should be murdering. Uh, listen, Ben Simmons is out here getting torched. The man probably ain't looking at his phone. His TV probably ain't on. Mm-hmm. If it's on, it ain't on nothing to do with sports. He ain't left his house. Pause. He probably ain't went back to his house. Probably right. went somewhere else. Like, this man cannot go to the grocery store in Philly right now without somebody throwing something at him, booing him, etc. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say, keep that energy for Doc Rivers as well. Mm-hmm. Remember, Reporters were having to tell him early in the series, hey, take Ben Simmons out the game. Mm-hmm. He can't shoot free throws late in the fourth. Take him out the game. He right. should be on the court. Listen, Doc Rivers, major problem as well. The same smoke we giving Ben Simmons, let's get that same smoke to Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. And let's remember, Doc Rivers blamed it on Paul George last year. Sir, it's looking a whole lot like you now. Just, right. But just want to throw that out. Now, if we may, uh, just to close this part out, talk about game seven one more time real quick. I just want to shout out the fact that Trey Young started this game one for 18 from the field, finished with 21 points, and they were still in this game because of a young man by the name of Kevin Herter. Who I'm going to say, Trey Young, you said, why did you start with Trey Young? No, Trey Young but, is because not the reason saying, why they won that no, game. No, because what I'm saying is if I come into the game as a Philly fan, into this uh-huh. game, or any game, honestly, where we're playing the Hawks, and you tell me Trey Young has started one for, is going to start one for eighteen. I'm putting my money on my team to win that game, right? Exactly. He went what five for twenty seven. Five for twenty three. Like yeah. Five he's for twenty three. He still he still ended up with twenty one points. Which again, that's all I'm asking. But what I'm saying, life. exactly. That's called getting. That's called putting that yourself a, in position to score. That uh, logo shot in there too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But what I'm saying is my shout out is for Kevin Herter, because this man put up twenty a solid twenty seven points. I'll be honest. Never heard this man a day in my life before Sunday. But uh, this Perfect. man. So but, you haven't watched the series? Okay, the I watched the series. series. I watched the series, but I ain't really. Look. Shame. I y'all, watch, y'all see? Y'all see why I he watch getting murdered every week? No, I watch when I can. Kevin Herter had like 15 points in the first half of one of the other games, too. Look, 15 I might first not half. have been paying attention. I don't know. Look, this series, this these games had always been on when I'm busy, okay? I'll be at work or stuff. Yourself? Look. <laughs> the point is, the point is, I finally sat down and watched the Hawks uh, Sixers game because honestly, I thought the series was gonna be boring anyway. And I finally sat down and watched one that Kevin Herter went absolutely off. You, on you thought That's the series was gonna be boring? Oh wait, this was another thing you were wrong about. You were talking about how good the Sixers were, and I was telling you, oh they yeah, was no, you're right. And then the yes. next week, the next week, I came on and said, I don't know why I keep trusting the Sixers. <laughs> I don't know why I trust them because I did. The, I made the same mistake last year. Why did I think y'all, the Sixers are going to do anything this year? Y'all, y'all, once again, listen, all hell, Ashley, queen of basketball knowledge. I all told right. Mervin. I told him. See, I actually watch basketball. I told Mervin that the team went that good. Granted, you know my take. Didn't have any weight on it because they were the number uh-huh. one seed in the East. Right. So people are like, oh, well, how are they not good if they're the number one seed in the East? I told you, there were some games where they played really well, mm-hmm. and then there were games where they played absolutely garbage. And I told Mervin, I said, I do not trust the Sixers. Now, did I think they were going to beat the Hawks? Absolutely. This right here was a new low. <laughs> this was a new low. <laughs> I didn't think they was going to lose to the Hawks. But, yes, I told Mervin that the Sixers were frauds. And, uh, yeah, they turned out to be frauds. And mm-hmm. now – you know, they're going to have to – Dermore, Moore, he ain't playing that. Listen, he like, listen, y'all the hell don't have been Simmons for this long. Mm-hmm. I'm about to get rid of this man. Get, show me the money. But right. don't just get rid of him for nothing. So right. Stay out there. Uh, next, Clippers and uh, – who are the Clippers playing right now? The Suns. <laughs> it's too early. I'm sorry. I was like, who 
were they playing? I just watched the game. The Clippers are well, down to the Suns, and they're trying to pull off the 2-0 trick again. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's get to how they got here, though. Right. Hold on, look. Because we haven't talked since the that's Clippers true. were. That's true. Uh, what was it? 2-2? Two, two? Might have been 2-2. Like two, two, two. last time we talked. Um, anyways, I had the Clippers losing to the Jazz. Remember, I had the Clippers winning. Remember, has the Clippers winning the whole thing. I do not. Uh, do not see maybe them. not without Kawhi. Oh, maybe okay. Not Kawhi. <laughs> no. Okay, Let, let's yeah. be real here. Not I, without Kawhi. I can see. I can see how that changes your landscape. But I had the Clippers losing to the Jazz, and then they won four straight after being down two two. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my boy Ty Lue. Don't I say that every episode? You do. Shout out to hey, my boy Ty they, Lue. They had I stat- know a good coach when I see one. They had to stat on uh Sports Center this morning. Uh, most. Series comebacks after being down 0-2. It's Ty Lue. Hey, look, my guy. Ty Lue. You're, you're, Ty the, you're the king Lue. of the comeback right now. But you better yes, stop trying that trick because it's going gonna, it's gonna to wear out I real quick. What what I think it is with Ty Lue is he has to make adjustments. Ty Lue is, when it comes to adjustments, mm-hmm. and when it comes to the coaches in this uh, in the NBA playoffs, Ty Lue has made the best adjustments and has adjusted well, accurately yeah. yes, to, has. you know, well, he's. I, I think that's what it is. I think sometimes it takes him a little while to see what works with right. what, and and then and, I, and and honestly, I've changed my tune a little bit. Obviously, he's a good coach. You you're not getting to. He's you're a great not, coach. He's a he's a good enough coach. You're not getting to the conference coach. finals. Uh, you mean tell me if you're not. Man, but what, look, what I'm saying is, look, I'm giving him his props. Okay, this is all you're gonna no, get from me today. His props a good is a coach. great coach. He's a good coach. You're not getting to the conference conference finals. If you're not, but what I'm saying is he's going to need to learn how to make those adjustments earlier on. He, You can't be going down 2-0. Granted, granted, oh, and we'll get to it. Granted, we'll get to it. Clippers should have won that game last night. If it wasn't, We're going to get to it. I'm not even talking about that game. Uh, it ain't his fault that Paul George don't show up sometimes. Exactly. I said we're going to get to it. I said we're going to get to it. I said we're going to get to it. No, no, no. I'm talking about in the past. Oh, I'm yeah. talking about. This last game, in yeah. the past, I say this every week too. Paul George is a fraud. Paul George, what I say? I say you cannot win a championship if one of your star players is in one game and out the next game in multiple series mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yeah. When I say, when we say um, Ty Lue had to come back 0-2, he can't keep digging himself out of a hole. You got to make better adjustments. The man is making the adjustments. Are your star players delivering? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, No. Paul George does not deliver on given days, and that has nothing to do with Ty Lue. You're Ty right. Lue's adjustments are immaculate, if you ask me. Ty Lue is the person who unlocked Terrence Mann in the Dallas series, did he not? Isn't that the yeah. series in which and he unlocked was, Terrence that Mann? Was a, that was a coaching move right there, yes. That was a coaching move. In game six, when they won four straight, they won four straight against the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Game six, how many points did Terrence Mann have? 39? Mm-hmm. Right. 39 right. points. This is a player, y'all, who you did not see on a regular basis scoring double digits in the regular season. This is, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but this, for those who don't watch it, this is a nobody. Yes. Okay? Becoming yes. somebody in the playoffs. And Ty Lue birthed that. Ty Lue's adjustments have been immaculate. Hit, it's coming from down, it's not Ty Lue being slow to adjustments. Is is Are my star players going to show up today? I know Kawhi going to show up. It's Paul George. Mm-hmm. But, you know. You, you know, I get get you back to it. But, you know, Tyler, only coach in history who has come back from 0-2 in two consecutive series. Might not throw that out there. Tyler is a great coach. Although Merv keeps trying to say good. Great. Who else takes a team who has never been to a conference finals in their first year to the conference finals? Who does that? Nobody but Tyler. Nobody but Tyler. Granted, he does have Kawhi Leonard. Right. So, 
I'll give him the credit for that. But Ty Lue's coaching has a, I mean, look at yeah. last year versus now. So, you know, it just takes a, it just takes a good coach, you know. Mm-hmm. But you you want to get into, let's get into how, where we are right now. It's the Suns versus the Clippers. Clippers are once again for the third time in this postseason down 0-2. Mm-hmm. Three times in a row. Consecutively. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think you got it. Yeah. And they're the only team in NBA history who has done that. <laughs> right. Oh, well, Jesus. You want to get to it? Let's get into well, it. Let's Come get on. into it. And, and you, just said, I, you just said, hold on, let's get into it. Come on, get into your take, fam. Oh, well, I, I thought you was going to gonna give me box scores and everything from the last two games. but No, I want you to, okay, game, okay, both teams are without Chris Paul, star player for the Suns, right. and Kawhi Leonard, star player for for um, the Clippers, mm-hmm. and you know, let's—I mean, let's go game one. Your boy Devin Booker, whom Irvin was wrong about, also on this very same platform, this podcast platform, when he said, "Who does Chris Paul have?" and I said, "I—I um, I said that, and then immediately realized what I said. Okay, calm down. I realized it after I said it. I wasn't thinking. I said, um, Devin Booker." Devin Booker dropped a 40-point triple-double in the first game. Um, and the man, listen, the man showed up. The, put some respect on his name. This mm-hmm. is his first playoff appearance because his team was Basuda before, you know, Chris Paul got there, mm-hmm. which is understandable. Although, it's okay to be on trash teams. Although, you know? they, they would have been in the playoffs last year. Had it had they, they had would like not a, have been in the playoffs. They won a straight, and had they not sucked the time before, hey, just fair enough. <laughs> they got to the bubble one, was undefeated in the bubble, and still didn't make the playoffs because they sucked so bad <laughs> earlier that season. Like, I'm sorry, you it's a, you got to get to the playoffs first, Mervin. You got to get there first, okay? But yeah, your boy, you know, he's a cheat code. Devin Booker's a cheat code. Mm-hmm. Come on, forty point triple double. Come on. Stop playing with your mans. Listen, is Pat Bev is Pat Bev guarding? <laughs> is Pat Bev guarding Devin Booker? What we saw last night, what happened was when you let Pat Bev guard Devin Booker. But like, Don't come get on, started on Pat Bev. Superstar status. Devin Booker is elevating his game to superstar status. This is the time you show up when your star player is not there. Mm-hmm. This is the time you show up. Now let's talk about on the other end, game two, when your star player is not there. Mervin, would you like to um, tell me about Paul George? What he did in game two. Uh, oh, oh yes, I would love to talk about Paul George's uh, mishap last night. I ain't going and, and I'm be honest with you, I didn't really start sitting down and watching it till like midway through the third, through the fourth quarter. I'm sorry, uh, but Paul George uh, had a spectacular, amazing mishap last night. Uh, 0.9 seconds left. Speaking of Patrick Beverly, uh, Patrick Beverly's guarding Devin Booker, taps the ball out. However, it was still on Devin Booker's hand. Goes out of bounds or whatever. It's still it's Clippers ball. Whatever. Right. I don't. First of all, that's not the spirit of the rule. We we know what the rule is supposed to be, and it should have still been Suns ball. But whatever. This is the classic ball don't lie moment because ball comes in uh, Paul George. Paul George gets fouled. They're in the bonus free throw line for two. We're up one. If I make these two shots, not ball game, but I make these two shots, we're up three. And the first one. He's, he puts it up a little bit short. No problem. Happens all the time. Usually in these situations, man's makes uh misses one free throw, makes a second one. It's all good. Except for the fact that he didn't. He missed both free throws with 0.9 seconds. No, not 0.9. He missed both free throws with a second left. 
No. No, I'm sorry. I lied. It was like eight seconds left. It was left. before. It was yes, before. It was yeah, the before point nine was the last play. Yes. It, but he missed the he missed the free th- he missed two free throws, up one, under ten seconds left, giving the Suns a chance to come down and make a play, and that's exactly what happened. Now, granted, shouldn't happen like that because I'm gonna I'm gonna be real with you. Coming back down the court, I don't know why the Suns shot a three right there. I got it. The shot was open, but you had a few seconds left. Could have <laughs> drove to the paint, got yourself on the line, and gave yourself two freebies. Okay, but the fact still remains is the Suns shouldn't even have been in that position. To uh, had a game in like that, but but if it wasn't for Paul George missing two free throws with less than ten seconds left, you can't, Ashley, Ashley, I don't know I just how. Wanna say, I, I just want to say, do you have Paul George's free throw percentage? Um, I don't, but I can get it to you in about fifteen seconds. You were talking about just period? Just period. Oh, let me look that up. Put my phone so I don't kill my computer. Continue. I just want to say, you know, LeBron James is not the best free throw shooter. I think his this year's percentage was like 68% or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty low. He's not the best free throw shooter, but I can guarantee you if it's the final two shots, he's going to make one of the things. Right. Are, okay. Do you want, um, do you Just want, in his career. His career. Okay. That's going to take a little I bit just more. Won't. Well, I can give you this year's was uh 762 this year. 76%? Yes. This man said 762. Okay, look, I'm looking at Pro Basketball Reference. Calm down. That's just the number they gave me. Right, but you just... Anyway, anyway, (laughs) anyway. Anyways, uh, yeah, this man shoots 76% from the free throw line. And you can't give me 50% when it matters the most? Career number, uh, 85%. Okay, I thought it was more than that. Yeah, 85%. Stats be wrong when he reads. No, I gave you this past season. I oh, oh, that was. I'm sorry, looked at the wrong one. This oh season was my. Uh, sorry, gosh. 76 was his first year. Uh, he was 87 percent this last year. Sorry, 87 percent. Pause. Can I, remember if y'all still listening? Remember at the beginning of the podcast when I said Mervyn couldn't read. No, I can't. I looked at the wrong number. I looked at the wrong number. Did he just not? I looked at the wrong year. I looked at the wrong year. I just want to say, you. Mervin, you be calling out my stats all the time. I looked and they at the wrong year. I literally looked wait, at wait. the wrong year. You be calling out my stats all the time. And sometimes they be off the top of the dome. And you be like, is that right? Hold on, let's look it up. So then we got to look it up and they be right. Look, Mervin is reading the stat and getting I looked it wrong. at the wrong year. I'm sorry. I looked Anyways, at the wrong year. 87%. This is why so we write stuff sure. down. So, so you're for sure his free throw percentage is 87% this year. Mm-hmm. So y'all. That should tell y'all how big of a choker Paul George is. You are dang near 90% from the free throw yes. line. You dang near automatic from the free throw line, and you miss two, two. free throws. I, like I said, I'll two, give you one. Not one. Thank you. I'll but give you one. two? Yeah, 87%? 87%, bro. You're supposed y'all, to make one. 87% for all the people who you know. A little slow, don't know your math like that. If I sat at the free throw line and shot 100 free throws, I would have to make 87 of them, only missing 13 out of mm-hmm. 100, to have an 87% right. free throw percentage. And this man couldn't this make man two free throws. Two? Like I said, I'll give you one. High pressure. It's loud in the valley. It's all good. Choke. But, but you missed both, son. Choke artist. You missed both of them. Choke artist. And here's Listen, the, if, if I'm trying to trade somebody, I trade Paul George. And here's the problem. Here's the problem with the with the Clippers being down 2-0 right now. They were down 2-0 against the Mavericks. The Mavericks were full strength. 
that were down 2-0 against uh, the Jazz. The Jazz were full strength. They're down 2-0 against the Clip uh, against the Suns right now, and Chris Paul ain't even played a, a minute yet. I mean, and he's coming back the, in Game Ka- Three, supposed to be. Ka- Kawhi hasn't played a minute yet either. Now I don't know. What Kawhi his hasn't played is, any. His Kawhi about to say Kawhi got a knee injury that they're 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 fearing Kawhi. It's an ACL problem. You don't want to mess. You don't want to mess with that. How are they fearing that his injury? I've seen, that's what I. That's what I saw. That's what I'm saying. That's why I saw. I saw I, if his ACL was torn, we would have known. Well, it no, that. not torn, but I mean a bad sprain in your ACL. You don't want to be messing with it. But what? So what I'm saying is, we know Chris Paul is coming back. We don't know if slash when Kawhi is coming back. I'd be surprised if Kawhi's injury is as significant as like an ACL, mm-hmm. because like I feel like we would have heard that by now. Look, you that's just what I heard. Because right now they have them as day-to-day game time decision, yeah. et cetera. And, you know, we don't find out Ka- Kawhi playing until the game of, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't know how serious yeah. that situation is. Mm-hmm. But I understand what you're saying. But they're both not at full strength. So you can't be like the Clippers lost to Phoenix, not at full strength. You're but right. The again, Clippers are at full strength because they have choking Paul George on their You're team. right. But, again, we know Chris Paul has come back. We don't know if slash when Kawhi yeah. is coming back. So that that's what makes this a little bit, just a tad bit different. From the last two times where they came back from down 2-0. If Kawhi does not come back for this next game, but say he comes back four games, I'm going to say uh, the Suns in five. I'm, I'm, I'm like old dude in stands. If Kawhi not coming back, Suns in four, bro. No, I said if Kawhi comes back for game four. Oh, that's different. Because game three, we know – well, they're saying Chris Paul's going to play in Game 3. We don't know if Kawhi's going to play in Game 3. So, if Kawhi doesn't play in Game 3 and he comes back in Game 4, mm-hmm. Game 3 is an L. Okay? Yeah. Might I add, throw that in there. But uh, Game 4, I would say they could win with a Kawhi back. Well, depending on yes. how bad the strain is. He could come back like a James Harden and really is on one leg. Right. Um, but I have the Suns in five. I'll give them that. Suns in five. I get, that's fine. I'll give you that. But if Kawhi Leonard don't step on the court this series, a Get, hey, put that man on the team. I want that man at every game from now on for the Suns. If the Suns win, uh, if Kawhi's not there and the Suns sweep, I want him at every game. I don't care if he did with that man's ass in the stands. He needs to be at every game. He did. He did. Did they arrest him for that? No. I don't think so. Okay, he was I, at the next so. game. Yeah. <laughs> Devin yeah. Booker gave, gave him a jersey and tickets and everything. That's crazy. You can beat somebody up at your home. Uh, that was a home game, right? Yeah, that was a home game. Yeah, you can beat somebody up at your home game and you don't get in trouble. But if you uh, <laughs> at an away game and you throw some popcorn on somebody, mm-hmm. you are banned for life. Okay. Different. I'm just saying. Way I'm just different. Saying. Way different. He assaulted this man. Assaulted the other man. The other he man started it. Up. The other man started it. The other man threw a beer on him first. True, true, true. You're right. You're right. I was like, I'm just saying these fans is out of control. This, they, they still are. They still <laughs> these are. fans still is out are. of control. But, but see, we're, we're, nobody's ever gotten mad at fans fighting in the stands amongst themselves. That that's just <laughs> that's just Twitter fun for the next 24 hours. True. You when can't you, touch the talent. Yeah, I exactly. That, that's all. That, that's a big difference there. I agree. Can't touch talent. Talent who has never, don't even know you exist. Right. You know. Minding their business, um, doing their job. Right. Let's move on. Bucks, Hawks. I'm telling you right now, I have the Bucks in five, uh, maybe six. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think the Hawks have absolutely no chance. Now, here I'm speaking from basketball knowledge. Mervyn, when he said the Bucks had no chance, clearly that was wrong. Um, I think the Hawks have no chance. I don't mm-hmm. think they have an answer. Uh, I don't think the Hawks have an answer for Giannis. Mm-hmm. You have Clint Capella, but Clint, I don't. That's not an answer for Giannis. You, you, you have. 
Yeah, John Collins, not an answer for Giannis. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't think they have an answer for Giannis. Then, on the defensive end, the Bucks have t- t- P.J. Tucker. Yes. Drew Holiday. Might I add, let me just rewind back to the series, by the way. Me and Mervyn were talking about how uh, Mike Boonehoser needed to play uh, Drew Holiday on KD. Yeah. And when you look at the final shot that KD took to try to – Sealed the deal for his team. Drew Holiday was guarding KD. Mm-hmm. Shot an air ball. Just want to say that was some good defense. You know, if you want, you know, just saying. You got two all first team defensive players on your team. Put one of them on the best player. Right. Anyways, you got Giannis first team all defense. Drew Holiday first team all defense. PJ Tucker. I don't know where he came in, but the man's also a good defender. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you got Chris Middleton who can go go off for days. Giannis can go off too. Like, what do you have for that? What answers do you have for that? Granted, yeah. uh, John Collins he can go off. Uh, Hoarder, what's, what's his name, right? Hoarder. Herder. Herder can go off. They said they call him Kayvon. His alter ego when he going off. <laughs> hey, they call him Kayvon. They hey. said, you want this, this little white kid, y'all, this little white kid, when he be going off, they start calling him Kayvon. I am dead. His teammates <laughs> say that's his alter ego. Um, he can go off. Uh-huh. I mean, they have they have a, a, a good shooting team. Right. Like, and, and but mm-hmm. I just don't think that they have an answer and, for the and, and I know, I, look, Ashley, before I say this, I just want you to know I'm fully aware that you are going to not like what I'm about to say, and you're going to laugh at me, and I'm completely, I'm here I mean, for it. I know you're used to it because I laugh at I, all exactly. your takes. And 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 when I'm probably wrong about this, look, I'm I'm fully aware that I'm going to be on here getting getting killed for a third week in a row. I completely get wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. Can I just say, I y'all, I could have pulled a Mervin and played past clips. Of Mervin sounding yes. completely idiotic and his and his and his takes having absolutely no basis. And you're right. I could have and, done that. And Ashley, I'm gonna. But give I you, didn't. And I'm about to give you more material. You know why? But wait, wait, wait! I just want to remind the people. I want to remind the people that you came on this podcast one day and tried to play a take in which I said that the Bucks would give the Nets a run for their money. You played it. I did. So that the people could think I was, my take was terrible, and that I didn't know what I was Granted, talking I did about. That you when played the, it. I did that when the Nets were up 2-0. I'm just saying. But, but I'm just saying, you went out your way to play and, and, for no okay, reason because okay. the Bucks were too much for the Nets. But okay, keep going. Fine. I just want to say, I, I would you. never do that to you because I just have to tell my mind. The people know. The people know you don't know what you're talking about. That's so true. I got to play it again. That's for. true. Okay. Well, here's <laughs> what I'm saying. The Bucks. I look at them like I look at the Ravens in the NFL. Really great team, got a lot of got a lot of talent, but it's just something missing that they're not gonna make it to the finals or the Super Bowl for the Ravens. That's how I look at them, and you, it's one of them teams like you don't uh, know, you know they're gonna lose, but you don't know exactly where they're gonna lose. Um, yeah, and, and this might have, be have that. the Ravens ever made it to an AFC title game with their current. No, they haven't. Superstardom. No, they haven't. No. So, so what they got to do with the Bucks? Because the Bucks are but, in what? Uh, it was the a Bucks com- are in the Eastern Conference. It was a comparison. Finals. It was a comparison. Was, but, saying that well, they're not okay. going to win the championship. That's what I'm saying. But it's not a comparison because the Ravens haven't even made it past what round? But what of I'm saying. No, no. I actually, I get what you're saying. Again. I am fully aware that you're but not going to. I was gonna, just saying, it's not a good analogy. No, okay, it's my analogy. The Ravens haven't even, even gotten past the semifinals, even, I would say. Or even like in college basketball, you had a really good team that, uh, you know, guys that you know were going to the NBA, all that stuff, but you, 
Like, I just have that feeling like they're not going to make it all the way. I don't know who's going to beat them because anytime they're up against somebody, you should feasibly be able to say that they're better than this team. But they somehow, but they get beat. What I'm saying you, is. You think that. I, look, I, look that I'm not saying. Atlanta can beat the I'm not saying. I'm not, I, let me put it like this. I would not, if I was in Vegas or in front of any sports book, put my money on the Hawks to beat the Bucks. That's not what I'm saying. I would not favor them. I would not outright say that for fear of being burned at the stake by you. But what I'm saying is. Yes, yes you would. But what I'm saying is, it's that feeling that I get sometimes where I just know, like, this team is good. This team should beat them. The Bucks should beat the Hawks. That's not what I'm I'm not saying anything other than that. The Bucks should beat the Hawks. But I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. That's what I'm saying. Because you think about it, you look at it. If Giannis, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. I would be stunned. Because uh, hear, hear me out a little bit. Hear me out a little bit. Giannis, he he did what he needed to do. But we also have we've had games where Chris Middleton wasn't there when he was supposed to be. We've had that game, was the first two games exactly, after that he averaged twenty eight exactly. points. Exactly. I didn't say he never. I didn't say he always showed up. I said there were games where he didn't. What about the game where he dropped thirty? Look, I, what was it? Obviously, what was the exact when he shows up. Look, actually, obviously when he shows up, he shows up. He's doing what he's supposed to do. But there have been games where he hasn't. That's all I'm saying. There's been games where Trey Young didn't show up like he needed to, i.e. game seven a few days ago. But what I'm every saying play, is, I can guarantee you every player on that court, there's been games where they haven't shown exactly. up. Exactly. But what I'm saying every is, player. but when when Milwaukee star players don't show up, it's very, very noticeable. When the Atlanta star player don't show up, somebody uh, might be able to help uh, take a little bit of that slack off of Trey Young. That's all I'm saying. Because they don't have star players. They yeah. only have one star player. Exactly. They don't have star players. That's why it's not noticeable because you don't know who else is the star player. But what I'm saying is, look, <laughs> look, all I'm saying is, and obviously I don't have a lot to back this up. If the yeah, if don't. the Hawks win this game, win this series, I would not be surprised. Wouldn't put my money on it. Wouldn't do anything like that. But Y'all, this is but such don't a be, safe. Don't be, don't be shocked. Don't be shocked in a couple weeks if we see the Hawks in the uh in Y'all, the finals. That's all I'm saying. This this is such a safe, soft take. <laughs> Mervin just trying to get the tape out there that he said I wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks did it, just in case they did. But he don't believe it. He not gonna put his money on it, y'all. He not gonna back it. But he got okay, fine. Be surprised. Fine. No, no, fine, fine. You want me to do it? I'll do it. The Hawks are beating the Bucks. Is that what you wanted? Is that what hey, you wanted me to say? It. I'm not putting money on it. I ain't $20. Gonna, uh, tw- okay, you know what? See, $20. Let's do it. $20. I need $20. I, I cash out $20. $20? Yeah. All right, bet. I, I, I'll do Bucks, $20. I got Bucks beating the Hawks. $20. Uh, okay. You we'll, going to we'll give me $20, $20 if the Bucks beat it? the Hawks? Yes. And if the I Hawks give beat the Bucks, I give you $20. Okay. I absolutely that's, do not think. I absolutely do not think the Hawks can beat the Bucks. Now, hear me out. If the Hawks do beat the Bucks, because this is the National Basketball Association, anything could happen. If the Hawks do beat the Bucks, Giannis – the praise you just garnered for that last game seven and how you became clutch, mm-hmm. sir, you are going to have to defend your career I'm for the rest of your life. You're going to have to defend your name for the rest of your life, sir. If there is any chance, any chance for Giannis to win an NBA championship, it is this Cause, year. Because if you ask me, they're still driving the fire mobile right now. <laughs> if there is any chance that the Bucks, Giannis, if there's any chance you win a national championship, your brother got one before you. Granted, he didn't play with the Lakers, right. but he was on the team. If there's any chance for you to win a finals 
and possibly a finals MVP, which you probably would win, this is the year, sir. You don't have LeBron James in the playoffs. Right. Anthony Davis in the playoffs. Steph Curry in the playoffs. Dame Lillard. Granted, Dame Lillard don't ever make it far anyways. Uh, KD. Y'all just beat them. You don't have James Harden. Kawhi. Like, sir, you don't have any this, of these players in the playoffs have, right now. He has a grand total of zero excuses now. So if he, Sir. if a, if he misses wait, wait, the wait, finals, wait. if what? they make it, oh, if he misses the finals, okay. Let me rephrase that. If they, if say. he misses the finals, let, let's start there. Oh yeah. If no, he misses yeah. the finals, I'm finding out how to get a, a air horn that yells fraud, and I'm mailing it to his <laughs> house. That, that's what it, that's what I'm gonna do. But even if he makes it, okay. If he loses to the Suns and Chris Paul. Okay, you lost to the Suns and Chris Paul. I gotta say, because the Suns, Cause, cause, like I said, I said a couple weeks ago, the Suns are the most complete team yes, out right now. That, they really are. That would be his only one, because the Hawks were just Trey Young, or the Clippers were probably just Paul George if they somehow pulled this off. Nah, bro, you you've lost. You he ain't got no credibility with me. Period. Outside of the regular season, he. I mean, even he, dropping forty in the last game. In the regular season, he has no credibility. No. In the playoffs? What? No, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Let me, because I, I confused myself a little bit there. Like I said, in the in the regular season, he has credibility with me. We know he can ball in the regular season, but I don't give two rips about the regular season anymore because we're in the playoffs. So when it comes to playoff basketball, and when it's supposed to matter the most, if you're not doing what you do, you have lost credibility with me, and it's going to take a lot to get it back. Because you, you, wait, 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 wait. You don't think he? We don't pay y'all because here's the thing. Just like we were talking about Ben Simmons, obviously different scenario, different player. We don't pay Giannis. We being the Bucks, the Bucks don't pay Giannis to just make it to the conference finals. We they pay Giannis to win championships and brings rings to uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. If he ain't doing it, he ain't doing it right. What? But you said you don't trust Giannis in the playoffs. That's what I said, sir. The man averaged what? 30 points in the playoffs? I mean, against the uh, Nets? But has he won? Sir! Has he won it all? Has he won it all? That's what I'm asking. Has he won it all? But you said you don't trust him in the playoffs like he ain't been play- like he ain't been delivering the numbers. Granted, he has, you know, they won the series. So, I mean, yes. whatever happened in the last series, we can't be like, well, Giannis didn't do this, Giannis didn't do that. Had it not been for Giannis, they would not have won. Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton showed up and showed out. But had it not been for Giannis producing his solid stats every night, he was if he wasn't averaging 30, he was averaging at least 28. Mm-hmm. Okay, the man was showing up, okay? Right. And, and in the game seven, he dropped 40. Yes. In the game seven, I forgot, didn't tell you this. In the game seven, uh, KD dropped 48. Giannis dropped 40. There, This is just the third time in NBA history where two opposing players on different teams had both over 40 points in the game seven. And you I know just what? Say, and you know what? what I, I, and you say, know what happened? You Honestly, here's the thing. Wait, wait, wait. If, okay, let me tell you. Let me, let me give you my background real quick. I just want to say LeBron James is also on that list back in 2008 against Paul George. Of course. Okay. Anyways, I just had to throw it and, in there. But here's you know, the thing. If Katie's shoe size is a half size smaller. Ain't no shoulda, woulda, coulda. No, you're right. No, you're 100% correct. 100% correct. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, don't do nothing. But give because us Because Giannis to... in the fourth, Giannis in overtime showed up in overtime. But here's the thing. It shouldn't, have been, in, it shouldn't have been overtime. That's what I'm saying. Ain't it shouldn't no have shoulda, been woulda, coulda, though. Listen, it was overtime. And it was, 
my mic, I'm here, my mic. It wasn't overtime. It was overtime hit. One of those players showed up and one didn't. Ain't no one shit. One of those players have paid 96 minutes in the past two games. You damn right he didn't show up. He was tired. Man's needed a nap. Ain't no shoulda, woulda, coulda. Pause. It wasn't the past two games. He played uh, he 40 played. minutes. Not. It wasn't game six. It was game five. He played 40 minutes. Oh, yeah, you're right. Five you're right. My and bad. seven. My bad. Um, but ain't no shoulda, woulda, coulda. Still tired. Because at the end of the day, it went to overtime and Giannis showed up. Giannis showed up before overtime as well. Pause. They wouldn't have been where they were had Giannis not shot that hook shot over KD in the final minute of the game. Mm-hmm. Very clutch. So don't, you know, don't right. hold on. The man, the man showed up when you needed him to show up. So let's not do the Giannis slander, okay? You said Giannis is still a fraud. Last series, he sh- he showed up. when We kept talking about Giannis need to show up. Mm-hmm. Giannis need to show up. And yeah. did he not show up? Yeah. Over KD, yeah. one of the best defenders. Mm-hmm. Listen, KD may not be on the first team all defensive list. Pause. He didn't even play the whole season. But KD is still one of the best defensors, defenders in the league with that length. And, you know, Giannis, clutch mm-hmm. shot over KD. And, look, and, again, understand, I can be proven wrong. We've seen this many a time. It ain't no you can't be proven wrong. It's you are wrong. So it's but the only way to go is right. But what, <laughs> what I'm saying, but again, back to the original point we we're trying to make. <laughs> if they don't make, if they don't beat the Hawks, oh, yeah, the, that's the it. fraud chance for me. <laughs> Will be loud, will be reckless, and might get me blocked on Twitter, and I don't care. Oh yeah, I, I agree. Care. If 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 they can't beat the Hawks, for one, my listen, Coach Boonholzer once again needs to be fired. If they can't beat them, okay. But uh, yeah, if they can't beat the Hawks, Giannis, you're a fraud. You are. I still think it's a fraud anyway, but oh, uh, we. Well, yeah. let's get into one. our break. Let's go and take our break, and then we're gonna come back. You know, with uh. More of the content. Mervin, you know, on this next half, you know, just you don't have to get ate up like you just did. You know, oh, just everything Mervin said was wrong, y'all. All the last three oh, weeks, cut it out. everything Mervin said was straight by Suda, okay? But we're going to have a little fun. So we're going to take a quick little break, pay some bills. I wish. <laughs> right. Pay some bills. <laughs> and we'll be right back after this break. This is Mervin Wright Jr., and you're listening to the More Right Than Wrong podcast. Well, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the second half of the More Right Than Wrong podcast. This is Mervin. That's Ashley. Um, at the crib. And that's why I don't like her right now. She, right, you, 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 you took the words right out of my mouth because you just, you do stuff like that. And I'm like, bruh. Yeah, Mervin, you look like that. That's why I don't like you because you look like that. According to one of your friends, that ain't that bad. Looking like a hungry, hungry hippo over there. Oh, one man. of my friends. Listen, all my friends ain't got taste. I know this. <laughs> you being number one. <laughs> you ain't got no taste at all. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh. Yes, I do. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know why you just tried to come for me. Y'all, y'all see, I was minding my business. Been minding my business all day. And Merv just decided to come for me. I don't, I don't even say nothing. I didn't even do that this time. Mervin, a little recap of our weekend. Mervin came to a wedding with me, and the man ain't got no game. But he, that's what he means when he said, uh, one of my friends thinks he's No, no, I, that's not what I was talking about. Oh, that's what I was okay. Talking about. So, I mean, still, th- same thing, though. <laughs> Mervin came to a wedding with me, or, oh, no, she replied to the, we went to a, a, a bar afterwards, right. and somebody replied to my Snapchat of Mervin, you know, on my story, and they said, he fine. Now, the girl who said it, I must add, she's not a 10, so, you know. Dang, what if she see this? <laughs> Dang. 
Sometimes we just gotta, you know, speak the truth. You know, so I told Mervin, I said, so-and-so is not a 10, but she said you fine. Mervin said, I'll talk to her anyways, basically. Say, tell I said, what's up? That's all I said. You're a terrible gatekeeper. That, that's what you're doing right now. You're gatekeeping it. We don't need that. We don't need that. And we're gonna stop there before you start bringing up other stuff, because that's what I don't <laughs> need right now. So oh. that I don't need right now. Oh, you're waiting on me. Sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so for the, uh, yeah. I was like, what are you? What? Why are you still sitting there? Uh, so for the second half of the show, we're gonna talk about uh, the Black Girl Magic taking over the Olympic. Uh, Carl Nassib is the uh, first openly gay player, uh, openly gay active player, I'm sorry, in the NFL. Um, and I will have my minute at the end of the show talking about what's going down in Dallas. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, I guess I did put this on there. So, uh, I guess that means I should start talking about it, or did you want to? It don't matter to me. But, you know, I'll start, you know, because, girl, listen, girl, listen, I had this on my speed. For those who don't know, I am on the news, and one of my segments is called the Speed Feed, in which I talk about whatever's trending, you know. Mm-hmm. And Monday morning, my very first story was of Shakari Richardson. Now, for those Shout out to Dallas, know, Texas. For those of you who don't know, the Olympics tryouts have been going on for the uh, past few days on NBC, if y'all want to check that out. But the Olympic trials have gone on for uh, track and field, well, for all the Olympics. But Shakira Richardson is a track star. When I say track star, y'all, this girl's a track superstar, and she know it. Long bundles, lace closure, long nails, long lashes, tatted up. Y'all, running at 100 meter yards with ease. That's 100 meter yards. Oh running at 100 with ease, y'all. It's going to let you make so, it. So she uh, is from Dallas, Texas, as Mervyn said. Carter went to School. Dallas Carter. Yes. Uh, went to Dallas Carter, and she went to LSU for college. Uh, listen, listen, listen. This, this, is, this is what we're talking about, a prodigy. Okay, from LSU. Ben Simmons, I don't know what he is. Okay, we was talking about him earlier. I don't know what he is. But this is what this is what LSU want to claim. Okay, this is what they claiming this year. Okay, and at, at LSU, she won a Bowerman, which is the highest award you can receive in college track and field. Okay, mm-hmm. highest award. Okay, and it's an individual sport. But anyways, so uh, the Olympic trials is happening. And Shakari Richardson, she runs the 100. Uh, for those of you who – or a little slow, slow. That's the run that Usain Bolt does. Uh, but uh, one of them, but yeah, <laughs> one of them. But his most, the one he's most famous for. Right. Um. But Shakari Richardson is running a hundred. Okay. In the semifinals, y'all. That was the semifinals, right? Yeah, that was the semifinals, y'all. Homegirl lined up. Okay. What do you call those things they put their feet the in? Blocks. The blocks. So homegirl, you know, she, you know, gets in the block. You know, shoot a call. The man call, shoot the gun. And she's not the fastest person out the blocks. I did notice that. She's mm-hmm. not the fastest person out the blocks. But, y'all, once you get about three-quarters of the way down there, Shakira Richardson is 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 released. She is, like, way above anybody else in the race, y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay? But in the semifinals, you may have saw that clip where uh, she gets to the finish line. Before she gets there, she's pointing at the time. No, that was the final. Like, I think that was the final. It wasn't the final. It wasn't? No. Oh. I had the Either. final on my uh, speed feed, and I was like, dang, I should have used the semifinal because yeah. that's the one where she's pointing oh, to the clock. Yeah, yeah. But in the semifinal, y'all, 
she about to cross the line. She points to the clock. I think that one was like a 10.68, something like that. Mm-hmm. She, crazy time. Y'all, this girl done stopped her running form to pull her finger out, to point at the clock. Meanwhile, she's still in the race and there's still girls behind her, but nobody is even close to her. Mm-hmm. Bright orange hair, 5'1", I believe. She's 5'1". Uh, one of the shortest girls mm-hmm. out there and just killing it's, it. I, Nobody even close. If I may. And she pointed at her time. Taunting them, y'all. I was about to say, if I may, I'm, I might have to put this in the category of the Steph turnaround three-pointers. Like, this, this is disrespectful, man. Like, them. like, come on, man. Like, you won. You got it, bro. You, you got it, dog. Why you got to make us look bad out here, man? We we know. It. We get it. You the fastest one out here. And she yes. was, obviously. And then she turned around in the final uh, 100 and did the same thing. Paul, right. She didn't point at the clock. But she definitely was uh, a ways ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. A ways ahead of everybody else. It might have add, she's the youngest woman to win the 100 meters at a Olympic trials since 1980. So, there you go. A little hey. history for you. 1980. Mm-hmm. And has a... a when was the last time a woman, a United States uh, Olympian on, on the women's side won a 100? It's been a minute. Yeah, consult my trusty friend Google and uh, see. Yeah, yeah, go consult your trusty friend Google. But y'all, Shakiri Richardson, she done went viral um, just days before she said her mom died. Okay, mm-hmm. she runs the 100, then after she done, and after she realized she Final, she was qual- she's qualified to be a, uh, an Olympian in Tokyo when she made the team. Mm-hmm. She run up there to her grandma, her grandma crying. Bro, if you hating on this girl at this point, what's wrong with you? Right. Okay, how can you not be happy for somebody like that? She is a little cocky, but I love cocky. Hey, look, we, we've never been, I, maybe not you, I've never been one to be against somebody because... They got a little arrogance about them. Look, oh, if I know, confidence, it's sports. Hey, look, if I was out there, oh, I'm letting everybody know. Look, I just beat your ass, and I'm gonna let you know I did it for the next few minutes on this camera too. Yes. So what? Yes. And then it's sports. You gotta the most. You gotta the best athletes have the most confidence, right? You gotta understand where she came from. She went to Carter High School. Them, I almost said something else. Hey, it's some flash people walking around Carter High School. I'm gonna just put it like that. We we've seen the documentaries about the '88 Carter High School football team. They knew who they were, and this it's a little bit of the same thing now. And you meet somebody. But for those who don't know, can you give us a good adjective? A good adjective? Just yes. I'm not gonna call them cocky, but they they proud of where they they proud of who they are and where they came from. I'll tell you that much. Uh-huh. I can't tell you how many people I know who grew up, uh, you know, went to Carter from Dallas. And they are proud of, just as proud of her as her family is. And they represent Carter High and say, hey, she the best in the world. Look, that's what happens when you come from that part of town. Okay? So I'm not shocked. Hey, she, she can be cocky all she want to. Because, you know, she's probably going to be doing it in, uh, in Tokyo. She's going to be, she keep running like this, she's going to be on the metal stand. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I agree. Um, did you ever find our stats, sir? Um. Okay, hold on. These are... Okay, no. The last American woman to win was in 1996. 1996. Who's yeah. that? Uh, Gail Devers. Okay. Because, um, of course, after uh, nobody, for some reason, 2000, 2000 was vacated. 2004 was somebody from Belarus. 
And then, of course, 2008, that's when the, the Jamaicans hopped on the scene and started taking yeah. all the, the sprint uh, yeah, for sure. medals. For sure. I mean, sticking to track, though, Allison Felix. Mm-hmm. Did you see her run? Yes. She headed back to the fifth time, y'all. Bro, they're going to stop. For her fifth Olympics. No, stop. They're going to stop uh, disrespecting my girl, Allison Felix, okay? Because Nike decided to pull the, B, uh, the BS move of dropping her when she decided to, you know, be a mother and have a kid. And she out here still still running on fools. Anybody who got something bad to say about Alice Felix can come see me personally. Because she been doing this, you said five times in her fifth this, Olympics? Yep. Disrespect her again if you want to. Dis- she don't deserve none of that disrespect. She been, she's shown she can do it. And she's showing just like Serena is showing. Okay, I had a kid. I missed some time. Okay, so what? I'm still going to be out here balling and kicking ass and taking names, and that's exactly what she's doing. Listen, Allison Felix is the most decorated woman in Olympian track and field history. Yes. Put some respect Put on some her respect name. Put some respect on it. She, y'all, she's going to the Olympics for the fifth time. Fifth time. You know how many people put their blood, sweat, and tears for years she trying to make once. one Olympic team? Not only has she gone once, twice, three times, four times, this is her fifth right. time. And, and and back in the day, she was rolling fools. It wasn't close. It wasn't it, it wasn't a competition. <laughs> when, when she was back in the day, it was a comp- competition to see who was going to be second or third on the team because she had number one locked up. Yeah, for Get, sure. But sh- shout out to Allison Felix. Allison Felix is the veteran. Shakira Richardson is the newbie. This mm-hmm. is her first time making the Olympic team. Uh, listen, listen, we've been talking about the Tokyo Olympics. We've been giving Tokyo Olympics a bad name Mm -hmm. because, you know, they obviously said you can't wear Black Lives Matter paraphernalia at the Olympics. So we've been dogging them every chance we can get. And also the, the, the country does not want the Olympics there because COVID is out of control. But other than that, I am here for Olympic track and field. Mm -hmm. But then I am also here. For swimming. You know why? Because we have representation in swimming as well. Your girl Simone Manuel mm-hmm. has made the cut. Again. And joins the I, Olympic swimming team. Again. I still need to get the picture from four, well, five years ago framed and on canvas and put in my apartment. Uh, when she's looked up and saw that she won gold and almost started crying. I, Ashley, you know me. I'm emotional. When seeing First that when it, black woman. Seeing that when it happened, I almost cried thug sports tear watching. I was like... Let's go. Because she, look, that look on her face was just absolutely amazing. And she's doing it again. And I bet money that she's going to go to Tokyo and do it again. Also, and I know we're going to get somebody else from Houston. Oh. Some, no, no, somebody, somebody said it. Looking at Simone Manuel and Shakira Richardson, you can start right there. And the person we're going to talk about later. Texas. You know, well, Shakira being from Dallas, up to being from Houston. Texas. Uh-huh. Got some, uh... Got some balls coming no, out of here. Texas, Texas balls coming out of here. We got some athletes coming out of here. I'm just Texas saying. Texas been having the athletes. You know what I'm saying? Been having the athletes, mm-hmm. but Simone Manuel brought it in a way we didn't know we right. had it. Because you know, Simone Manuel's the first, the us, first black woman to win an Olympic Because we don't swim. We don't swim. That, that's, the, that's the that's the that's the that's the stereotype. That's what I'm saying. Okay, we I'm don't saying, swim. Don't we. So seeing us getting in the water and doing it, oh yeah. Go black girl, go black girl, go. That's I can't all. swim like no Simone Manuel at right. all, but I can swim. Okay, I took swimming lessons. But yes, shout out to you because now other black women, because we don't. That's one one when it comes to representation. 
out of these Olympic sports that we're going to bring up today, swimming mm-hmm. is one that we don't see us right. at the top. So when she made history in Rio for us, listen, girl, I too almost cried when I saw it. I'm like, wow, this, you know, it just, it, it feels good seeing, I don't know, it just, it just feels good seeing change. It feels good seeing women, especially black women, break barriers. Mm-hmm. Because if you, if you ever heard of the dual characteristic, we are black and we're women, mm-hmm. okay? So, you know, for a lot of people, we're lower on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. And to I... see us... Res- see this black girl magic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah, she qualified <laughs> for the Olympics right. for Tokyo uh, by winning the 50-meter freestyle. So, you know, do, girl, do your thing. Keep balling. Keep balling. On to the other Houston Simone. Or yeah. is it Parallel? Or is it Houston. Spring? No, Spring. Houston. Spring. She's from Spring. It's Houston. Some- <laughs> it's Houston. <laughs> I mean, it's Houston. It is Houston. Simone Biles, shout out to her. We, Gabby Douglas was our, you know, Simone Manuel for a little time. Um, and then Simone Biles showed up and it was like. And then Simone Biles showed up. Yo, who is this kid? <laughs> She's out here. I heard Gabby Douglas was a little jealous. You know what I'm saying? You I'd be mad saying? too. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would celebrate my black queen. I'd like cele- if a black queen I'd celebrate her. Behind me, but, I'd help her out. But I'm supposed you know. to be the face of this and you just show up yeah. out of nowhere four years later. I ain't even Simone. had a chance to really adjust my crown, make sure it's sitting right, and you want to show up and take it. Simone Biles representing us in the uh, gymnastics area again. Listen, listen. Who? She. Who you know? Now, she out here getting moves named after her. That's right. how. That's how dominant she is. She getting moves disqualified because other people can't do right. it. That, you know what? I'm glad you said that because yes. this is this isn't the first time this has happened. There was I don't look. Forgive me for not knowing her name. I'm sorry. It was a black figure skater, probably about 20, 30 years ago, that her a move she did. She was skating backwards and did a backflip. And you know why that nobody else is done, doing that because nobody else could, and the move got banned. Same thing. Yeah. It, you know they see us. They see uh, our black women doing stuff, and they're, and they're like, like, that's ah, unfair. Other people can't do it. That's unfair. That. Like, what? Excuse they me? got the special bone. You ever well, heard that before? Some people say us black women have a special that. bone. Never heard that. You never heard them? They say that we got the athletic bone or something, oh, athletic well. gene. People, yeah. People be saying, because when it comes to black men and how they jump much higher than white mm-hmm. men, you know, people say, oh, because y'all got the athletic bone, the athletic gene. Whoa, whoa. Well. It's like, mm. Probably, you know, years of, 400 years of resistance, you know, building yeah, up and build, making us build up a little strong bit, yeah. individuals, you know. I mean, they might be right, because I can't remember the last time I seen a white cornerback in the NFL, so. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Continue. Just jokes, people. Just um, jokes, mostly. Just joke people. No, except for the, there really aren't that many white cornerbacks in the NFL. That's actually pretty serious. Continue. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have, I mean, we have other, uh, black women in the Olympics. I mean, I have two here that mm-hmm. made it the Paralympic team, but I just cannot say their names. Mm-hmm. I just, and I don't want to try. I'm going to sound like you when you was reading out them stats earlier. Bro, I read the wrong year. Tamara Stockmensa, she made the wrestling, um, Olympic team. Okay, okay. And Jakara Winchester. Okay. Yes, and I then, think I said the second one right. I was about to say, I hope you didn't one. mispronounce Winchester. That, that's pretty straightforward. <laughs> um, the Jakara was. And then I've also seen that there are, um, granted it was a different country, but there was a couple girls, I believe they went to North Carolina A&T, 
that are uh, running for Jamaica in the Olympics. So I'm like, okay, y'all, HBC. Okay, Jamaica is a cheat code. No, okay. Uh, yes. Okay. Obviously, obviously. But what I'm saying is, shout out to the HBCUs getting their love too. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. Oh, shout out to the black girl. Uh, what was her name? The black girl who wore uh, she qualified for the wearing the Doritos earrings. She, hey. Yeah, she had the Doritos earrings if, in. Y'all better, y'all better give her a sponsorship. Not, now, obviously, look, looking at logistics, that's gonna be tough. Because Doritos is Pepsi and Coke is a big sponsor of the Olympics and all that yada 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 red tape. BS. What they got to do it? But what they got to do it? Giving her a sponsorship. It's t- after the Olympics. She can't oh, do after a commercial. The, oh yeah, after the Olympics, absolutely. Christina absolutely. Clemens. Okay, yeah, yeah. Christina Clemens. Because then, well, because yeah. I was saying during the Olympics, then you run into the situation like Jordan, sponsored by Nike, didn't want to wear the Reebok stuff, had the flag covering it up, yada yada yada. But yeah, it's okay. Well. Christina Clemens, shout out to her. She had on the Cool Ranch Dorito little hoop earrings, you know what I'm saying? The Superior she Doritos, qualified. by the way. See, I was just about to talk about that. She qualified in the 100-meter hurdles, uh, for those of you who wanted to know. Um, black woman, of course. This is the Black Girl Magic segment. Um, Mervin, I think, what? Hold on. Who yes. likes the Cool Ranch Doritos over the regular Doritos? Me. That's and people nasty. With, people I was with definitely going to say words. something to her about that. People with same taste buds. Clearly her. Because she had the ability to get nacho cheese the, uh, Doritos. But she went with Cool Ranch. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Cool Ranch Doritos might be the best. One of the best chips, period. Okay. Do you realize Not how ch- fat you sound defending give, these chips? I don't give a rip. You know why? Why are we Because whispering? nacho cheese Doritos ain't crap. They're terrible. You know what else is is, is like that? Cheetos. What? Regular Cheetos suck too. It's too much cheese. You, what about Debbie Cakes, Mervyn? Tell much. us about Debbie Cakes. Oh, no. Nah, don't get me started on <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Don't get me started on oatmeal cream why pies. Why are we rolls. talking about snacks? <laughs> because I just have to point it out. Not only did she come out balling, not only did she come out balling in earrings, she came out balling in Dorito earrings, and she came out with the best runs just to show that her mind and her taste buds are in the right place. So yes, PepsiCo, give her uh, give her sponsorship, if not before the Olympics, after, because she has represented your product, the superior product, very well. I agree. And she's going viral for her earrings. I'm pretty sure somebody saw the viral post of her going viral. And you know what? It was like, let me buy some Cool Ranch Doritos. And whenever this video, because I know this video, is, this is going to be made into a video. We need to put a poll on there. What's the superior uh, Dorito? Nacho cheese or Don't Cool Ranch? nobody like no Doritos Cool Ranch. That's everybody. Nasty. Real people like Doritos Cool I wanna Ranch. I want to know. Hey, I'm going to make this a poll because I really want to know. Who likes, who is out here eating Doritos Cool Ranch. It's like your intestines on fire or something. I just don't. Your intestines, okay. Your tongue burning out. No, it's not. It's Cool Who made them? Ranch. It's oh Cool. It's got some seasoning on it. You're right, but it's Cool Ranch. You know what I'm saying? Sounds Look, bad. nacho I mean, cheese. It has too much seasoning, to be honest. Now, it, it, no, it does not. And I, I would take the seasoning over the blockage that's going to come after eating so much cheese on a nacho cheese Doritos. Is <laughs> it <at> the blockage? <laughs> Uh, okay, can we get back to sports? Do you have anything else about the black girl magic that we about to see at the Olympics? Keep I am it up. here Keep for it. Up. That's it. All I got. Here Keep for it, it. Oh, and shout out to the men's side. Um, Gatlin, what's his name? Jeremy Justin Gatlin. Gatlin. Justin Gatlin. Justin Gatlin. His old tail still, still out here making Olympic teams. Still he out be, here running. Hey, he be moving. He be moving. If it, wasn't, cute too. if it wasn't for them Jamaicans, he he might have a couple more medals <laughs> on his chest. Yeah. 
Or a couple more goals, at least. True, but them Jamaicans be out there practicing barefoot. Right, because between Usain Bolt and uh, Asafa Powell, we're racing for third place. <laughs> they be racing out there barefoot on charcoal rocks. Dang. Heat it up. That's how they be racing. That's why they so fast. Anyways, anything else, Marvin? Uh, no. That's that's all I got for this one. Come on. Why let's... we ain't got no music, sir? What's going on? I don't on? know. Let's I thought some... about it halfway through. I thought about it halfway through. Don't worry about well, it. Well, let's play some of the cultural music for this next segment because we real quiet up in here. You know, Marvin, be the DJ. DJ, won't you play this girl a love song? Glad that, really was, glad that was clean. Using that for something. <laughs> Continue. Gracias. Well, guys, uh, we are getting into the NFL. The biggest, some, some of the biggest sports news we've had in the last couple days. Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib announced he was gay, making him the first openly gay active player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made the announcement on Instagram, and then he donated money to the Trevor Pro- Project that helps prevent suicide for LGBTQ youth. Now, people are saying, what about Michael Sam? Well, Michael Sam was the first openly gay player drafted into the NFL. But for those who don't remember, he got picked up by the St. Louis Rams in the seventh round, mm-hmm. third pick from the right. bottom. But I say the only time, never, the only time I ever had a seventh round pick come across my phone. Only time. Right. Unless only it was time. a Cowboys uh, pick. That's the only time I ever had it come across my phone. Right. Uh, he got picked up the seventh round, never played a game, got cut in training camp. Right. Then Merv, your Cowboys picked him up on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Didn't last him up there, and a lot of people were saying that he was more focused on being the first out player than playing. You know, I don't know. I don't well, know how true that is. I, I, but I don't know people, if that was necessarily just, true. Now, granted, yes. I will say he might not have gone in the seventh round, but... And and not to and let me preface. You think he would have gone higher had he not announced? I think he would have. And 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 I don't want to preface. I don't want anybody to think I'm saying he shouldn't have. He wants to come out. That's his business. Proud of him for having the courage and all that stuff. But people got to remember he was a defensive player of the year in the ACC the year before. He should defensive player of the year. Co defensive player. He should have went higher. But then when you add being the first openly gay player, now there's distraction and stuff that comes along with it. Oprah wanted to do. A documentary and Jeff Fisher had to tell him like absolutely not like I'm trying to run a team here and, and teams yeah. think about that stuff and you, you got to weigh the risk versus the reward when it comes to stuff like that so yeah. it, it did play a big part in it right um but I mean he didn't make it in the NFL obviously he never played a game which right. is why we're saying Carl Nassib is the first openly gay active player right uh, but he did go join the Canadian Football League where he became the first openly gay player there. Now, back to Carl Nassif announcing he's gay, uh, being the first openly gay active player. We have had former players who came out as gay after they retired. Mm-hmm. We had uh, David Cope. He spent eight years in the NFL, retired, came out as gay, and wrote a book about it. Jerry Smith, he had 13 seasons in the league with the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. And at the time of his retirement, he had the record for most touchdowns by a tight end. Um, he came out as gay after he retired and then he died of AIDS in 1986 and the NFL Network had a documentary on him Kwame Harris mm-hmm. uh, Royce Roy Simmons it, the, we can keep going yeah. okay it's so many players who have come out after the fact or in Michael Sims case before the fact but Carl Nassif is the first during mm-hmm. and you know when you think about how many players have been in the NFL yeah. And how many years the NFL has been in existence? And this is the first actively gay open player in the NFL playing yeah. right now. This is massive. This is. Like, 
He, he came out so casual on Instagram, yeah. but you know it was so much more than that. It took him, yeah. he you said know. it took him 15 years to to be able to get to this point. Like right. you're dealing with when back when he was 13, so he's in you know uh, middle school, going through high school, going to college, all that stuff. And we, well, Ash, I don't, you might not know, but being in the locker room, I, I can tell you right now. Granted, it wouldn't have been as bad, maybe. But being in a locker room, let's say he had to come out back in high school, it would have been, uh, I won't say problems. Oh, yeah. But it wouldn't have been, it's not as easy as people High school was almost 10 years ago. The right. time, 10 the years time ago, has still, changed a still lot. wasn't like, right, changed I would, a lot. And honestly, times have changed. Times have changed for adults. High school is still jerks. So they still jerks, but it's still more it's, it's more accept more it's acceptable. more open and accepted now, yeah. but they're still jerks. You 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 might it might be joking, but you're still gonna catch a lot more ribbing in high school than you would doing this as an NFL player who's made millions of dollars. I don't I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I feel like it has a heavier weight in the NFL. High school, I mean Yeah. But it's the it's the NFL. Not only do you have to deal with because think about it, there are gonna be players who aren't going to accept this. Right. You Let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. There are players who are not going to accept this. There are players who have come out and said they accept this. Shout out to J.J. Swat, you know, my dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? There are players who come out and openly said, okay, this is – Roger Goodell made a statement. I think he made a statement because he had to. But, you know, he could be supportive as well. Mm-hmm. But there are going to be players who don't accept it. And I feel like in yeah. the NFL, at the highest level, when the testosterone is, is, is the most mm-hmm. – is when you would face the most backlash. Nobody yeah. care about high school. Nobody care about college. There's been a few players came out in college, but this is the NFL. You're yeah. making millions. This is your livelihood. Uh-huh. And these are also grown men. You know, like. But I, I think I think the one of the good things that helps his situation, uh, as far as the football side of it goes, and I know we'll get to the other side of it, but as far as the football side goes, the good thing is he's already proven himself. It's not. Right. It's not. You. I, I know what I'm going to say is going to sound childish, and I completely understand that. But you, nobody's worried about him now, you know, you getting a pile up and him, you know, doing something funny with you. We, like, no, no, it, 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 it's a serious yeah, thing. we were having such a mature no, I'm serious. conversation. No, no, no I'm being serious. I'm being that. serious. Yes, Look, that was childish. I, I'm, t- I'm telling you what. Who's what, worried about that? I'm telling you what some guys worry about. I, I'm, I'm being 100% serious right now. I'm, look, I'm Ashley. I'm being 100 real with you. And again, oh, this is why I mean, it's easier to grown say. Grown men worrying about this? Yes, grown men will worry about okay. stuff like this. Have you look, wow. Ashley? Let me put it like let's this. Let's keep going. Let's keep moving. <laughs> look, I'm, I'm serious. But what? I, and 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 the other aspect of it is, we know the man can play. It, there's no question about that. So it's not going to be a necess, necessarily a big distraction that comes with it outweighing the fact that he can play. Everybody knows this man can play football. You know what I'm saying? So, but it's, I don't know. It's it's a little different now, obviously, because he's, he can play. Uh, but, you know, you don't, like you said, there are going to be those people who don't accept it. There are going to be fans. And we know, it. we've seen fans get, get upset about other stuff. There might be the same fans being like, oh, you know, for religious reasons or whatever, saying oh, yeah. like, you know, I don't agree with that, which it's not their business anyway, period. But we're going to see it. There are also going to be fans at opposing stadiums who just make fun of them just right. because of it, you know. And that's going to happen too. And that, and that's and I, that's sorry, that's also what I was going to get to. Not to say that it's not to say that it's going to happen. I would hope and pray that it doesn't or that it should. But we're going to get there's going to be a, a close game 
They're gonna get in the heat of the moment. He might put a lineman on they on their tail, and that lineman might say something he shouldn't be saying when he's walking back to the huddle. That's all I'm saying. There's a real possibility of that. You are thinking of really specific situations. Obviously. Well, I, I understand the last see, one. The first right, one's just at a right, But I understand, but, I understand this last one. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's I what mean, we don't need. And but shout out you, to him. You, but again, yeah. He, he understand. He probably thought about all this. Right, Every right, scenario. Right. He's been in the league for a while now. Every scenario has played in his head. Okay? Every scenario. And, you know, I just. And he's like, hey, look. And but again, somebody got to do it though. You yeah, know? somebody and has to do it. Like he told you, he said, "I'm not in his in his speech, y'all." He said, I, "I'm a very private person, but we need representation." Right. And, and somebody and, has to do it. I don't remember the exact quote. I don't remember if it was him from or from an article about it. But they were saying when you know people you know like this come out and well, like when I say like this, I mean of high stature, you know, national notoriety and stuff. They come out and say. That helps decrease the likelihood of suicide for, you know, just a normal kid. It was an article. It was an article, right. So, you know, the normal kid sees that and is like, okay, I can be more open with myself. Oh, for sure. And then Ooh. now they're not as worried. They feel safer to, one, be who they are, and two, come out to their family knowing like, okay, look, it's, you know, it's not. It's representation. Right, it's representation. Like, I'm not weird for you know for being like this i'm not weird for liking the same sex you know there's that represent like i said there's a representation they see that and hopefully we'll get to a point in the future where nobody has to come out and do this where it's not that big of a news story because people are just who they are and who they want to be and we don't even have to worry about it listen i was saying this before this man even came out I don't know who I was talking to, but I was just like, I can guarantee you that there are gay men in the NFL. I don't know who I was yeah. talking to. I was like, I can guarantee you it's, a, it's a, a few of them, a bunch of them. Statistically speaking, statistically, there are a lot of people in the NFL. There is absolutely no way, and what we just found out, absolutely no way he that nobody's one. gay. Yeah. And there's absolutely no way that he's the only one. Just putting numbers into it, guys. Yeah. If you think about the statistics and just the population of people who are gay, and then you look at the NFL, there's absolutely no way that he's the only one. He's the one that's out right now. Maybe it'll give courage to whomever else right. is in a league right now to come out. Maybe, you know, there are some guys in the league who may never come out because, mm-hmm. you know, it may not be accepted where they are right. or they have already built this, this, you know, legacy for themselves and they don't want to tarnish it because, you know, some people want to agree with it. Right, and here's the thing. It's, excuse me, sorry, not to say that it's easy by any means. Obviously, this man, he's been dealing with this for, what we say, 13 years, 15 years, sorry, 15 years, 13, whatever. It's a, it's a, he's in a better spot, Carl Nassib is, in Las Vegas to do this. Oh, yeah. As opposed to somebody like, let's say, in Arizona. Uh, Are we talking about ownership here? No, not necessarily ownership, but just fan base. Uh, Las Vegas is a more culturally diverse spot, you know, drag shows and everything happening there. Like, obviously, they're a little bit more culturally diverse. Well, that's the only thing I'm glad I you had to mention the drag well, shows because they happen. Because, okay, do they not happen in Las Vegas? Hearing men, I can't just say this, hearing oh men talk about <laughs> look another man being come out gay, they say so many problematic things. Remember, I can count like three I'm not, problematic I'm not trying to be pro- so Ashley, I promise you, I'm not trying I know to be, you're not. I'm not trying I know to be you're not. That's why I said, look, hearing black straight men talk I'm about sorry, gay things. I promise I'm not trying to be problematic. Y'all just say problematic things without even knowing it. 
I'm this trying. man pointed out drag shows. Well, okay, to uh, talk about how to show how open they, they to show how open things are. That's what I'm saying. A lot of stuff goes in Las Vegas. There are a lot more. Li- okay, fine. Can I just say how more li- how liberal Las Vegas is? Can yes, I just say that? Okay, fine. Yes. As yes. opposed to a city like I don't know. I'm really just giving a random city like Jacksonville. Carolina might not be um, as on board with that. That's what I'm saying. Not say that they would. Not say that they have a problem with it. Well, but I'm the, not. I'm not gonna go through picking fan bases and see who's gonna be do what. Who's gonna do what. I'm, way, I'm just picking fan bases in conservative states. That's what I was doing. Either way, it is extremely hard to come out as a National Football League player. Right. Because nobody has ever done it while playing. This is the first guy. And the day after, he had the highest jersey sales. Right. Jersey selling through the roof. Mm-hmm. Decrowning Tom Brady for top selling right. jersey. And it's because a lot of people see representation. When you think about if you can do something, okay, say I really I have my mindset on this. Say I have a goal or something, and I mm-hmm. see somebody like me, you know, accomplish that goal, then it's like, okay, you know, I can do that too because I've seen the blueprint. Right. I've seen that it can be done. It's, it's, and, uh, you know, until now, honestly, if I were an NFL player before Carl Nassif, I wouldn't be, you know, the person to be like, hey guys, I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot, a lot to put. Well, I couldn't say if I would be, but I can tell you it's shunned upon. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I would want to put that target on my back. And that's right. what he did. And shout out to him. But, we give him his praises. I hope he don't come out, a, a video come out of him saying something racist. Like, now we got to delete this video. <laughs> now we got to delete all this. Cut this audio from the podcast. There's going to be a weird break in it. What happened? <laughs> we don't know. Somehow I got messed up. Just like, look, we are, look, Carl, we are on your side. Don't yes. mess up. Please don't mess up. Yes. We are on your side. Do not I mess up. I hope nobody listens. Don't mess up. <laughs> We give him all this praise. We, will, hope... we will slander you like we slander anybody else. <laughs> oh, I but, hope he don't. Yeah. And but then, yeah. and then, obviously, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. On the football side of it, in the locker room, you know how. Actually, we were, when we were, you know, kicking it Saturday, I don't remember. I think it was your friend Rachel. She was talking about somebody, a kid who was gay but didn't know he's gay, or whatever. And I realized that women and other gay people can tell right like they'll be like that person's gay they just don't know or whatever right so i feel like even then the guys other guys in the locker room could probably tell i think it happened with michael sam when he came out and they were like dog what are you telling us for we knew already maybe it's the same thing in the locker room and it's not that big a deal maybe Remember, and it's, it's just, always a big deal. Well, okay, maybe, everybody can't tell. Let me rephrase it. Okay, everybody <laughs> can't tell. But it might not oh be a big goodness. deal to some of the guys in the locker room. Because then it's like, dog, we knew already. How many, people on, how, how many people are on the football roster? 53. You think all 53 people No, no, but what I'm saying is... Do you I'm, think 22 people could tell? I don't know, but actually, here's what I'm saying. Hopefully, maybe... Maybe it's a situation of okay, look, we knew our, I knew already, brother. I've been locker room mates. I've been locker mates with you for the past, you know, for the past season. I could tell. Listen, can if you five play football? People, can you play five, football? That's what I'm worried about. Can you play football? If, if five people in a locker room knew, okay, it still don't. It still does no, not. And I'm not saying it made it easy. No, no, this. and that's not what I'm saying. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it made it easy any easier. I'm not saying it's less important. What I'm saying is somebody in there knew already. But they, but they're like, hey, look, look, I know, because I ain't never seen him talk about his girl. I ain't never seen him do none of this. 
We ain't never done none of that. Okay? I knew. <laughs> but the man can play football, and that's all I'm worried about. The man can play football. Okay. That's all I'm worried to, about. To address your, what we, we call a gaydar, okay? To address your gaydar. <laughs> okay. You can't always tell Obvi- if people And obviously, are you can't always tell, but what I'm saying. But some the people can. The does not look like something. Obviously. You know. Obviously, yes. it doesn't. But what I'm saying is, some people, somebody in that locker room knew already, <laughs> and it's just like, hey, look, brother, you can play football. You gonna give me uh, a good few snaps? You gonna give me a good sixty snaps this week? All right, then we good. I don't care about none there, of that. Yeah. Hey, there we, are we other can have players. We're gonna have a cookout. Bring you, hey, bring whoever you want to. I don't care. But for Listen, sixty minutes on Sunday, I need you to be at your at hundred percent. That's all I need. I can guarantee you that there are other people in the league who are those teammates. Like, okay, Carl Nassim came out, so when is my teammate going to come out? Because, exactly. you know, we know. And again. Because I was watching Undisputed, and Skip Bayless said he knows of people in the league back when he was covering the league who were down low. He, yeah. he knew of them. Like, but you it, know, it just, you know. And obviously, again, it's tough to come out. It, it's tough to oh, put yourself sure. in this position. But again, if I'm one of the guys in the locker room and I knew, I'd be like, all right, hey, look, that's when you text me like, look, I knew already. I don't know why you, I, I know why you felt the hesitancy to tell us, but I knew already. But I appreciate your contributions on the field. That's what we need. You going to be good to go this season? All right, How let's go. How many times you going to say that, fam? That's, we understand. That's what matters. That's what matters. At the end of the yes. day, that's what matters. Yes, that's what matters. But at the end of the day, it also matters that he's an advocate. Yes, obviously. Yes. 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 yes, we understand the football aspect, Mervin. But it also matters that he's an advocate for it as well. The reason why he came out it was to be an advocate. Yes. It wasn't to just get it off his chest. It was to be an advocate. He said, I am doing this for representation mm-hmm. because he's private about his life. People in his life, I don't know the situation. I don't know if his family knew. I don't know any of that. But they could have already known. Mm-hmm. And he just did that because he just like, listen, I'm tired of not being able or people like me not being able to be themselves right. in this profession. Because what other profession has more testosterone than football? Hockey might have something to say about it. But no, yeah, no, I, definitely I, I know. Not. I know. Definitely not. Know. Not at all. Not even close. Um, but like, he came out to be an advocate. So yes. when it comes to him being gay and talk about being talking about being gay and being the face of the gay players in the league if more people were to come out and I hope I, I honestly hope it's a wave of people to come out but yeah. as a player you can't just say I just care about what's on the field because no, this man no, obviously no, yeah, cares yeah, yeah. about right but this man is obviously going to be bringing yes more attention to the fact that he is a gay player yeah. so you definitely have to be like I care about what's on the field but I also care about you as a person, what you're going through being the f- face of this cause in the NFL. Because yeah. even three years ago, had he come out as first openly gay person before all the social justice movements and Black Lives Matter and Stop API Hate, it still would have been different. You yeah. know? So we're gradually making, you know, mm-hmm. we are gradually making steps forward, progress. You know, a couple, it's, it's Pride Month, okay? Which is like, he was like, it's Pride Month. Let me go ahead and do this. You know, obviously it's a bigger deal. But it's Pride Month, you know what I'm saying? Pride Month wasn't celebrated like this last year. It was right now. Pride Month is widely celebrated. And right now, last year, it wasn't, I mean, granted, it was bigger because you could be outside. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people can't stay Pride stuff or they toned it down because we just came from off a pandemic. But when I say it being celebrated, you see pride flags everywhere. Every company mm-hmm. has changed stuff to have rainbow colors and stuff. You didn't see that last year. That's true. 
our news stations are doing pride packages and stuff. We got some about pride in our shows every day. In a conservative East Texas market, we read a pride story. Yeah, now that, 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 so, now that's big. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? There talk. I'm gonna so just say everybody was trying to get the equality out. I'm gonna just say though. Shout out to Carnassus, obviously, you know, that, that big umbrella. But the companies, they're, they're doing with pride what they do with Black History Month. Make money at profit at all. I don't like that. I don't like all that. Do it because you, I mean, you know it's right, not because it's going to make you a whole bunch of money. That's all I'm I saying. mean, but I, I went to making the money first because I buy, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to buy my pride stuff and, you know, okay, okay. I need somebody to if sell you're, it to buy you're it, it. You're right. If you're doing it because it's right, because you're really supporting them, that's one thing. Then, then, and you make money off of that. That's that, that's that's one thing. But don't. But again, they doing with it what they do with Black uh, Black History Month. I don't, I don't like all that. I think well, it's I think it's disin, disingenuous. I think word. it's disingenuous. I'm pretty sure somebody's being disingenuous. Yes. Well, Murph, uh, you know the problematic statements today. Let's get to your minute. Okay. Look, and again, I, look. I, I understand. I told you, black men, y'all do that unconsciously. It's, it's you really do. It's, it's some like, of the stuff look, you were saying, I was like, oh my god. Look, I don't understand. Look, let me let You're, me not sound like it's uh, not your. Well, who was that? Oh man. Uh oh, that was the white teacher off of uh, the Boondocks. I was about to sound like <laughs> when he called Rally the N word. That look, it's not my it's not my thing. It's not my cup of tea. I I try to I try to not say problematic stuff. Obviously. I don't know that it's problematic when I say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, go ahead with your minute. Oh, my God. Hold on. Let me make sure this is right. Okay. Actually, let's turn that up a little bit. All right. So. Let's get to a problematic organization. Right. Because we. Ain't won a series since 2011. Because I wanted to talk about it last week, but we didn't really have that much time. But we got time today. So, I want to talk about the Dallas Mavericks organization the team that I love and hold near and dear to my heart plays at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas, where it's blowing away. <sighs> okay. A couple weeks ago, uh, well, actually, last week, uh, maybe like Monday or so, after the Mavericks uh, got knocked out of the playoffs by the Clippers after being up 2-0 and 3-2 and had a lead in the third quarter of Game 7. Got beat. Um, but, you know, Clippers happens. Ashley praises Ty Lue, and rightfully so for the series, whatever. Comes yes. out, Tim Cato of The Athletic wrote a story um, <laughs> detailing some stuff that's going on kind of behind the scenes of the Mavericks. And it all centers around one man, Harala Bob Gar- uh, Volgares. We'll just call him Bob for the sake Say of this. Say that again? Harala Bob. And what's his last name? Volgares. Okay, you had an uh in there, and I didn't know where what the name was. Oh, my it's bad. Like, uh, I was like, what's his name? Sorry, Harala Bob Bulgares. We're just going to call him Bob. So, Bob was hired by the Mavericks in 2018 as the Director of Quantitative Research and Development. Essentially, he's an analytics guy. Has uh-huh. a background in gambling, uh, which in 2018, that's kind of when the NBA was like, you know what? We're okay with this gambling thing being around our game, you know, allowing gambling... Uh, casinos to be sponsors you know talking about the that was around the time where sports betting was legalized in america yada 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 right um and but the problem is he's been described as having the most influential voice in the organization since he got hired more influential than donnie nelson the gm of 23 years who found dirk who found steve nash who pounded the table to get Giannis 
into a Mavericks uniform uh, as a draft pick who found Luka Doncic. This man has a track record. Granted, they only have one title because of it. But they should. They honestly, if it wasn't for the, the epic collapse in 06, he would probably have two. Okay? So this is Donnie Nelson's track record. Rick Carlisle, who has the 2011 championship, who brought Dirk, who made Dirk the championship player that he is, who he was, who has developed Luca, helped le- develop Luca into the player that he is. Who this, hasn't made it past the first round since 2011? Ten years. But keep going. They weren't in the playoffs for a couple of those years. Thank you. There was a lot of uh, rebuilding. I said that haven't happened. made it past the first round. Okay. It's the same thing. We're not. We're not here to dwell on the past. Or maybe we actually we are. We're not here okay. to dwell on that part of the okay. past. <laughs> Thank okay. you. We, we We're not here to dwell on that part of the past. Thank you. So, um, so yeah, Tim Cato writes the article in The Athletic. And then out of nowhere, just keep in mind, after Game 7, somebody asked Mark Cuban, no, somebody asked Rick Carlisle in a press conference, hey, do you think you're going to be back next year? Rick Carlisle says you'll have to ask Mark Cuban. And um, one of the guys who works for um, the Dallas Morning News, Okay, bet. Email Mark Cuban right now. Six minutes later, Mark Cuban said he's coming back. He said that in email form. He said that verbally. Rick Carlisle is coming back as the G- as the uh, head coach of Dallas Mavericks next year. Now, granted, it could have been all smoke. You know what I'm saying? It could have been hot air just so we weren't running. Uh, Dallas media wasn't running with that the next you know few days because Rick Carlisle didn't give a, a 100% outright answer like we see in other situations where they're trying to get somebody. You're rid of somebody. He said, no, he's going to be back. All right, cool. That would mean Donnie Nelson's probably still back because Donnie Nelson, you know, is part of the reason that the Mavericks were even in, in the position that they are. He has shown time and time again, he will find that talent, you know, that nobody else is looking at. Donnie Nelson is part of the reason that the NBA looks at international talent because of Dirk, because of Giannis, because of Nash, because of Luka. So he has his skins on the wall. But Bob Volgaris comes in in 2018. And, th- and now it's becoming, it's coming to a head. There was a game, uh, I believe they said it was in February. Team just gave up a run. Carlisle calls a timeout. And Bob is apparently telling everybody, you know, doing the old, you know, hands like, hey, calm down. And Luca looks him dead in the face and says, don't you blank and tell me to calm down. So it starts there. When Luca's mad, there's problems in the Mavericks organizations because everything is going to revolve around Luca at the very least for the next four years because he's going to sign his max contract for $200 million. So we all know that. Oh, I'm sorry, five years. But the article comes out. And then magically, Donnie Nelson is let go, gone from the Mavericks. They say it was a mutual parting of ways. I hear he got fired. I hear it might have been a situation where Donnie walked into Rick's office and said, all right, look, brother, it's going to be either him or it's going to be me. And Mark chose him over Donnie. Why? I don't know, because Donnie's been around longer. Donnie got more skins on the wall. And then it probably became a situation where Rick Carlisle a couple days later is like, you know what? I like Donnie. Donnie's done a lot for me. Donnie's helped me be the uh, get to the position I am now. Even though I ain't won in a while, Donnie's put me in a position to be better. I'm out. I ain't doing this no more. This was last week, Ashley. Guess who doesn't have a GM right now still? The Dallas Mavericks. Guess who doesn't have a head coach? The Dallas Mavericks. A lot of the names we're looking at right now 
are in final stages of coaching searches, i.e. Becky Hammond, Chauncey Billups, uh, Terry Stotts, among other names. You know what's going to happen? The Mavericks going to end up in a spot where if they drag their feet too long, they're not going to have a GM, a good GM that they really want, and they're going to be stuck with Michael Finley. Not that Michael Finley's uh, going to be a bad look, but Michael Finley's going to be another yes man for uh, the Mavericks because he's learned everything he knows from the Mavericks organization. None of Mark Cuban, he ain't going to be able to tell him no. They brought Dirk in, who I love. I have his jersey. I love Dirk Nowitzki. If he walked into my house right now, he can have anything in my fridge he wants. Love There Dirk. is nothing in your fridge but alcohol. I just First of all, I went to the store yesterday. I have groceries. Thank you. He can have anything in my fridge he wants. He can play my game. He can do whatever he wants to. But that was a symbolic move of like, okay, let's let's get Dirk in here so it doesn't look like my organization is completely burning to the ground as we as we look at it. Okay? That's what that's part of what that is. Okay? Mavericks are in a bad way right now. And I need them to get it figured out. Because what I'm not gonna do is sit around for the next two and a half years, two and a half, three, four years, and wonder, is Luca gonna bail out? Is Luca gonna get shipped off somewhere? Is he gonna say I'm done with this team after this? Is he gonna if there is there gonna be a player option that he opts out of because we can't put the right help around him? I don't need that in my life. I got enough problems dealing with the Cowboys. I don't need the Mavericks to be giving me problems also. So Mavericks, Mark, Dirk, Michael Finley. Whoever our next GM is going to be, whoever our next head coach is going to be, get it figured out. Because if I lose Luka Doncic, I'm going to be mad as hell. And I don't need time. Like I said, Cowboys do me enough harm already for this little ticker here. It's already old and already don't be right to have the time. I don't need y'all giving me more problems. Thank you. Well, yes, it did crash and burn over there in Dallas. Yes, it did. And I am enjoying all of it. Absolutely all of it. Because you're a jerk. Anyways, I mean, you talk so much smack about LeBron when y'all team can't even get it together. Y'all had a chance last year and this year to win, and y'all didn't win. But you talk about LeBron James. LeBron James would have taken his team LeBron out of that. That's how you say Just saying. LeBron Anyways, but you mentioned Becky Hammond. Shout out to Becky Hammond, the first uh, female in NBA history to qualify as a finalist for a head coaching mm-hmm. job. She's going to get a job to her. I, I believe so. With, with six so, openings, or well, seven openings, no, six right now, he's going to get a job. She's going to get a job, sorry. She is a finalist for Portland. I was thinking, I was like, what if Damian Lillard says he doesn't like, he doesn't want Becky Hammond? Let's say you the can, Portland said they wanted Becky can't. Hammond, and then Dame Lillard goes, I don't want Becky Hammond, and then it's just like, you can't it comes out, and everybody's like, okay, hold on, Dame. You stopping progress, fam? Right, like, he, yeah, even if you, be. that's one of the things, even if you think it, you better keep that in your head, buddy, and never say it out loud. Because even, even if she goes there and doesn't succeed, you still cannot come out and say, oh, it's because don't just keep that keep that in the drafts, brother. I mean, don't hit sin, please. But if there is a coach, say, that he wants over her. That's different. It's, that's different. It is, but it would, I mean, it I would, still, would still look still, bad. It would still look bad. bad. Your optics, but, I mean, it, it optics is, would be very bad on that. Don't. It, his, his career is in his hands. And last time I checked, the only uh, the finalists for the job were Mike D'Antoni, Chauncey Billups, and Becky Hammond, mm-hmm. I think, for the Portland Trailblazers job. And uh, only one of those people had head coaching experience. So, And I wouldn't touch know. that. I would not. I would not. You wouldn't touch Mike D'Antoni? Nope. nope. <laughs> Why not? Nope. 
Why? So we can repeat what he did in Houston? Hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh. Yeah, Mike didn't tell you did. Yeah, he's the one who traded Clint Capella and got murdered right. and slaughtered on Twitter the other day. Look, did I bring up a fa- did I did I not at least bring up a fact? I brought up a fact. <laughs> and this man slaughtered your take. I am dead. Uh, we have anything else up for honorable mention while we're sitting here closing out the show? Uh, shout out to the <laughs> shout out to the MLB for making news. <laughs> they had two pitchers yesterday, damn near disrobe on the pitcher mound <laughs> because they were tired of the umpires walking up to them checking them for foreign substances. That's hilarious. Yeah. That that's what I yeah. that's what you call uh uh. Oh my God! What is it called? Malicious obedience. Yeah, that I love that. That that's just. Hilarious. I mean, I'm with the players though. Like, I mean, I get it. This, and you can't do this that. This is childish. And what we're talking Why about I is keep the, doing this? the MLB instituted a rule, middle of the season, mind you, saying that they're going to really start checking for foreign substances on pitchers because they're tired of the decrease in runs this year, increased spin rate, yada yada yada, a bunch of turns that'll make your eyes glaze over. I completely understand that. But you can't institute a rule like that in the middle of the season. You yeah. you just got it. That's one of the things where it's like a couple of years ago when they juiced the baseballs and home runs were flying out of stadiums left and right. You just got to deal with it and address it in the offseason. It's like the um, NFL when they had the uh, pass interference reviews. We made them. Okay, look, we messed up. We've done this. This is going to have to be in place for the whole season, and we'll fix it in the offseason. You can't, you can't do that in the middle of the season. Yeah, it is, and it's childish, y'all. They are literally checking these pictures on, like on, <laughs> on the, the field in front of everybody. Right. Like, everybody. I'm like... Like, Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer got checked, like, three times, and then the third one, that's when he almost disrobed. And it's like, well, you want to keep checking? What do you expect me to do? What am I going to do now? Okay? Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not with that. I definitely... After a while, I would be fed up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100%. Fed up. Yeah. Like, nah, that's childish. That is childish. That's like walking into high school and you going through a metal detector. Right. Like, checking, checking for a little pine tar behind my neck. So what? Nah, man. Hey, <laughs> hey look. Reddit. <laughs> now, now, some of some of the stuff I've seen in the past, not this year, but some of the stuff you've seen in the past was just absolutely ridiculous. Like, man's had pine tar black as my beard on his neck and was like, obviously, like, rubbing it before touching the ball. Like, dude, you got to be smarter. You got to put the, the pine tar on your belt where it's black so you can't see it. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or like the other pictures would do, put it on the on the bill of your hat. You know, just rub it like you're rubbing off the sweat. That's what you got to do. You can't be stupid like that. You deserve. If somebody does that, they deserve to get the 10-game suspension, which is stupid because pitchers only pitch every five days anyway. So what? I miss a start? Okay. I need a rest anyway. I'll be all right. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm going to pass on that. Uh... <laughs> But, hey, you know, I think all the pictures should get undressed. It'll make baseball more entertaining because, you know, it's not that entertaining to watch on TV. So, keep doing your thing, fam. Keep right. doing your thing. Uh, what is the Soldier Boy? Uh, that is, yes. Bow Wow versus. How did versus? we forget to talk about that? I believe that's that... this week. That's this week, I think. But we can talk about it real quick, though. No, mm-hmm. hey, we can talk about it real and quick. Talk about Listen. I'm joking. Actually, it is. Yeah. This is this is an actual versus, although Bow Wow got more hits. Right. Listen, this is what I'm talking about. Soldier Boy out here clowning this dude on social media, talking about some Bow Wow challenge and gonna repost when Bow Wow posted the picture of the private jet but was in, sitting in first class. Like, these dudes is going in on each other. I think, I honestly think Soldier Boy owns some, if you ask me. It just, I don't know. He just seemed a little. Hey, he might be. Uh, but Soldier Boy still got hits. He still got hits. 
He does have hits. Yes, he does. He probably gonna play. She make it clap because that's his mm-hmm. newest hit, his newest TikTok hit. Um, I hope Bad Boy don't try to play no new music. Right. No, Let, no, let's no. just play the keep old it. Hits, keep please. it pre twenty ten, buddy. Although, yeah. speaking of TikTok, I love what I've seen on TikTok or what I haven't seen, which is. The, have you seen the black uh like TikTok creators are like yeah you know what we're not gonna make oh a, they on strike they on strike they ain't made no dances to Meg's new song and the, these they ain't got nothing these girls ain't got nothing and it's we it's showing what we knew black people create everything okay and that's true that's true I guess the black folks got tired uh, uh what uh Addison what Ray. happened the white creators yeah, yeah would go on to. Was she the one who went on Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, Addison Rae was the one on Jimmy Kimmel. She went on Jimmy Kimmel and performed a a, a whole nother person dance. Like, it was like two of them. I'm confused. How do you get on TikTok and perform somebody else's dance that you did not create? And And they make money off of it because of this. Remember That's the right. All-Star game? Yes. Was it the All-Star it was the game renegade. when the white girls the came? The Renegade girl, yeah. And did the Renegade. And it was just like, y'all Bro, didn't some... even come up with this. So how are you on the court profiting off of what somebody, a black person did? Once again, cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. Always trying to steal something. Trying right. to steal the culture. Everybody want to be us till it's time to be us. That's all I'm saying. That's true. That is and that, true. And that's the, that's the PG version of the real, <laughs> the real phrase. <laughs> that's true. That is very true. Um, but yeah. I mean, go around music, sir. You know what I'm saying? It's about, you know, we ain't got nothing else to talk about today, y'all. Um, I came to Houston. I tried to play Matchmaker for Mervin. I don't know. We'll see if that worked or not. Um, your boy has no game, y'all. Absolutely none. But I've talked about that before. Mervin has absolutely yeah, no game. You know, you got to walk him through it, you know? Hey, look. You got to be like, Mervin, you asked her what her name was. You did? Okay. You did? Oh okay. We're getting better. Okay. We're getting better. Kind of. Let's hope so. Hope so. Right. Um, uh, you know, it, it was good kicking it with your Ashley. It was good seeing you. You know what I'm saying? One of my, uh, when we went, uh, my choir director, he uh, commented on uh, one of when I one of the videos we posted. He was like, "Is that her?" He was like, "Oh yeah, I like her. She cool." I'm like, <laughs> "You didn't hear?" He said, "Next time I come, oh, for yeah. you to let him know so that we can all hang out." I mean, that's that's just how I am, Mervin. People love me. I can't. I don't help understand it. why. I'm so sorry. I don't understand why. Because you are a menace. Um, yeah. You are a menace. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good descriptor. Yes, it is. Um, I had Mervyn now way past his bedtime. Way past my bedtime. I was tired, y'all. You know. I was tired, y'all. If it wasn't for you... Hey, 3 o'clock? Well, no. I got in the two something and had to wait up for you. If oh, Look, yeah. if it wasn't for you, I'd have been sleep. Uh, I'd have been sleeping at 1130. No questions yeah. asked. But yeah. no, nah, my best friend's in town, so I'm going to go kick it with her. Y'all... Okay, men, fellas out there listening, who would not want to be out in Houston late at night with a group of beautiful women? Okay, you, you, you're you twisting it, and I don't know how to get out of this, but you're, you're twisting it a little bit. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> because, okay, yes, you're right. was but you don't for a count. while. You don't count. The, oh. but, because, okay, I, let me rephrase it. You don't count because I can't do nothing with you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> And the other ones and, don't want you. Exactly. But still, so that don't matter. It don't count. But still, I feel like as you, for a while, I mean, when me and Mervyn hang out, Mervyn is mostly always one of the only guys with this beautiful group of women. Granted, none of them want them. But, you know, I'm just saying. So it's pointless. It's... <laughs> so what am I? <laughs> okay. 
Oh, That'd be different if we was offering to go back to the crib, but we not. I'm going home. I'm tired. Tired. If we was all going back to the crib, well. Um, so before yeah. I say anything else more problematic and uh, really get in trouble yeah. before my mama start calling me, we're gonna get out of here. Thank <laughs> y'all so much for listening to episode 25 of the More Right Than Wrong podcast. Uh, again, tell your friends we love y'all. Thank y'all. Like, subscribe, enjoy everything you hear, and again, tell your friends because we need all the ears we can get. So thank you. And next week, we will be right back in front of you with episode 26 of the More Right Than Wrong podcast. Yes, sir.